What's going on, everybody? Corey here. Welcome back to Fly Casual. Hey, guess what? It's rumors and reviews. Reviews and rumors. Say it either way you're like. That's what it's going to be tonight. So take off your sensitivity training and put on your whatever it makes you able to listen to us talking because it's time to Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! Can't stop eating the Reese's Bells. I'm gonna get the sugar diabetes. Diabetes? Diabetes. I had to put the bag over there. Do I need to get Wilford Brimley? Oh man, call Wilford Brimley. He's gonna take me fishing, and we're gonna stand in a very shallow stream, and he's gonna tell me about how he's going to outer space, my lad. <laughs> outer space. Ron Howard directed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Yeah. It all fits into Star Wars. Word. Yep. One of the best soundtracks of all time as well. All you know Wilford time. Brimley was in Star Wars? Yep. No. He was, no. He was the Wampa. Yep. <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> I'm almost sure. That's why the Wampa was only eating protein. He yeah, couldn't have any sugar sure. because of the sugar diabetes. Oh, yep. man. Poor guy. Mm-hmm. That is rough. Yeah. That, yeah. Hey, hey, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, Luke was doing him a favor because he was going to lose that arm anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey! These are the jokes. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Fly Casual. This is how we do every episode. Mm-hmm. So if you're new, uh, as I'm yep. like, you know, smacking my smacking my lips, and what is it when you're when you're licking your teeth? What do they call like that? Chops. Yeah, licking my chops. Why didn't you eat before we record? I well, that's the mistake that you just made. Uh, don't assume my identity. I was he eating was. both before and during the recording. Why, Thank you yeah, very much. Why not both? Yeah. Why not? But I've got all my Werther's originals lined up this week. I got oh, they're geez. lined up like it's like a, it's like a little clip like you'd load into an old Mauser rifle of Werther's <laughs> originals. Hump, hump, hump. Yep, I got it. It's bolt action to get these like things. OCD old man. Yeah, I am. Hey, if, <laughs> I like that actually. I'm changing my Twitter bio right now. I am oh, your host, Mister Corey T. Wilson, over there, uh, silent but deadly, Mister Michael J. Archbold. Join a little bit of the uh, the maker like mark. A fart. Thank you, Howie, You're for bringing welcome. that in tonight. Oh, that's not just good maker's stuff, mark. my my friend. No, that's not just maker. It not is not just. It is a special special kind of maker's forty six. Yeah, man. Yeah. Ooh, is that the one with the cocaine in it? Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> laced with cocaine. Can't now, be better than that. I would also like to point time. out that at the beginning of the day, the Bushmills, the Red Bush, was over at the other end of the table, mm. where in arm's length of Mike. Yeah. And as I was cleaning up and getting stuff rewired after you know rebuilding the uh, master control over there, I specifically moved the red bush over yeah. out of Mike's arm oh. line. You're like, oh hell no! I'm like, no no, <laughs> it, I, it's the cheap stuff, but I like it. No, and it's, the, it's I for like me. it too, and it's probably for the best. Yeah, it's over here by me yep. when I'm not drinking it because the doctor said that I can't drive already. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, I don't you make drink it worse. too much is yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. I don't want. I don't want to do He's it. He's a drunk. I don't want to do it. I'm surprised you haven't poured the makers into your decanter there i oh, would yeah, do that if you would allow do me it to. right now oh, oh how he is man. saying to put the 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 the, the up end yeah. makers yeah the top shelf oh. makers oh, into yeah. the star wars decanter mike is trying to remember how to open it after weeks of disuse <laughs> misuse unused only the best unused. The star wars can de-use. decanter thing de-use. yeah <laughs> my wife came down and picked that up as if she needed to go take it and clean it and like 
And she was mad that it was down here. And, and I'm like, that's Mike's. And she goes, oh, and she just left it. Oh. Alcohol, alcohol cleans it by default, right? That's right. Yep. yep. I mean, just automatically clean oh, all the time. Clean. My Beautiful. whiskey decanter was given to me as a wedding present oh. by a friend of the show, Brandon. And that was what we both decided at the time. Was that if it's dirty, just pour more booze into it. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> that right? makes it okay. clean. This was really just an experiment that we I wanted to provide on the podcast to see if he'd actually spill any liquor anywhere. I and didn't. he did not. It goes in what? real nice. It's not yet. Nice. <laughs> not yet. Mike well, it's sitting off the edge a little bit, so he might bump it. Mike's <laughs> got a concave lip on here, so it went in real nice, kept everything. That's true. It Mike's did. spilling well done, ability Mike. is more a result of his inability, but absolute willingness to multitask. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it's That's like if he's right typing something and then also feels the need to turn and stretch his elbow, there's going to be a beer that goes flying all over everything. Yep. yep. Or something like that. Mike, I would I would just like to remind you that the the plywood thing that is around the mixer, the case around the mixer on the uh to your left there. Oh yeah, right. Was, remember built strictly to keep you from spilling something on the mixer. <laughs> Okay, I take that. I'll, yeah, yeah, that's that's all right. When we bought the mixer, how he's like, you know, now we got to come up with a way to protect it from Mike. I said, dude, he oh, will he I, will spill a beer from across the I room. I see how he's got some booze right on the mixer, but I'm allowed to. Oh, you're allowed to. Yeah, I'm, I'm the one that fucks it all up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Hey, we had an f bomb over right. there, at master yeah, control of the year. with his booze precariously close to the uh, to the mixer, but his Pepsi keeping a safe distance. Yes, Mr. Stephen J. Howie. Yeah, and. Just so you know, the episode title for this one is Mike Fucks It All Up. (laughs) (laughs) Won't that be our last episode title? (laughs) No. Mash we'll had the- Mash had you know uh, what was what was the what was the title of the last episode of Mash? Let's see, uh, After Mash? No, it was a show. <laughs> oh, Monster it. Mash of oh, Mash title Monster. was Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen, and ours will be Mike fucks it all up. So. Yeah. <laughs> same, same. They're both poetic in their own way. Yeah, the same you know same depth of message sent and received yeah. over there uh, across the pond and down a few is also Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy. What's up? I, I got Jim Beam double barrel because one barrel just isn't enough sometimes. This y'all drunky drunkersons. Jim Beam. Yeah. I'm sitting Jim here Beam. with a modest uh tumbler of uh of Lipton iced tea. You just wish you could be drinking. <laughs> wow. I don't know, square. man. You're such a square. Or do you wish you were on opioids? <laughs> <laughs> no. No? Yeah. No. I I kind of do. Yeah. I want to be part of the. I want to be part of the crisis. It seems pretty cool. They gave me, yeah. They gave me. The, Everyone's so, doing it. They gave you want me to be one part of the, the OP crowd. They gave me one of the newer, safer ones. That's like a little mellower. So like, I know you don't get like that. Like with the old Vicodin, you know, you swallow that big old horse pill of Vicodin, and you're sitting you there for twenty minutes. And you're like, it? and you're like, I wonder when this is going to kick. Yeah, it doesn't go in your eye, your rusty iris butthole. Um, oh, you you're, you're sitting there like, I wonder when this is going to kick in. <laughs> so it's not like that. It's just kind of like. Am I still in pain? Oh, yeah, I, I, I how guess, long are you supposed kinda. to be taking these? Uh, it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, right? No, three no, weeks no, no. It's, like, it's only been like three. No, it's, oh yeah, I guess it has been. <laughs> it's been some time. Uh, I think I've uh, only got about a day got left. A statistic here, everybody. Well, I mean, got a statistic. You were taking them last week when we recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I started a couple days before that. So I got like a day left. All right. Actually, I don't. I'm not taking them. I can take them up to three times a day, and then. Uh, What's, I think you should have a fanny pack of Narcon with you at all times. Narcon, yeah, that's that's the Vicodin without Did you the. You say Narcon? <laughs> yeah, isn't that the anti-narcotic thing? No, it's Narcol. 
whatever. Uh, oh, nar- the anti-narcotic that. thing. Oh, oh that, that narcolepsy? The stuff what? they give you at the methadone clinics? And- oh, yeah, when you OD. It. It's the stuff you get when you OD, bro. I don't know. I'm Howie, worried about you. Howie, you worked in the medical <laughs> it's, industry. It's Is called it? liquid charcoal. There you go, liquid charcoal. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give you some Epicac. Puke that back up. Yeah, man. That's what they do. Speaking of puking things back up, it's time for another episode. Fly casual, guys. You ready to do it? Yep. Your favorite Star Wars uh, podcast uh, ever? Yeah. Wait, hold on. Nope. Hold on. Nope. Let's okay, go. now I am. Now. Okay. Now I am. It's time for some review. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I almost lost my, my cue there. I got it. I nailed it. Oh, okay, it's time for, your, for you to carry this bad boy here. Yeah. Are you ready? Everybody get on my back. Let's you, go. got a, you got a lot to cover, don't you? Nope. I nope. do. There's a lot what? of books and comics and things. Get it? See what I did there? I yeah, it's like, the, it's like the store that we have here. Yeah. That's right. That's what my I did. My favorite. That's where I buy mine. Yep, that's the local store you guys have. Anyway, yeah, we had a lot of <laughs> two of them. <laughs> we yeah, do two hundred of them, maybe. No, but instead of going through all these comics and books and TV shows hmm. and all this, what? Thank you. I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna thank you. Do what I did last episode. I'm gonna what? do a little countdown. Oh jeez. But this time it's the well, what double am I, size What am I missing? Countdown. What am I missing, oh, man? song just does not get played anymore. It doesn't. It's going to be our generic song for everything. Yeah. So I'm going to do the top 10 things we've learned from the comics and books in Whoa. the new Star Wars canon. It's time, for, it's time for Lando's Loving Spoonful. Oh, yeah. Hey, baby. You want me to give you a number 10? I'm excited, man. There's yeah. some good stuff that's been happening. Yeah. yeah. So let's get through these. So let's start here with number 10. Yeah. And we have a welcome back for number 10. Because number 10 is Devils Are Back, baby. Welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care what Pablo says. He says, oh, if we didn't say it's gone, it's probably still in. Screw you. We're taking our victories where we can get them. So Devils, as maybe some people may or may not know, are a role player's favorite character type. (laughs) Especially the munchkin people. Wow. Because... Uh, but I think they've changed a little bit in the new canon because in the old they were described as a shadowy figure with red eyes. But, and as seen in the com- cantina. Yes. The most uh, recent uh, comic of Afra, Afra 15, a devil was actually named in that comic and it looks more like a camel. Maybe it's what we thought was probably either like a, a Bothan or some other similar type of alien. So but what, that is a devil. So what the heck was the dude in the cantina? I don't know. He's named Ariel Schaus. Yeah. Is, is he a Shistavinian wolfman now? Yeah, Shistavinian wolfman. Because <laughs> he's, he's he's a devil and he looks like a wolfman because that's what they did. They went and got a wolfman costume yeah. mask. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if that was a devil, but devils, uh, I think we're introduced by Timothy Zahn, right? Maybe. Well, mm-hmm. no. I mean, the devil, he was in the, he's in the cantina. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah, I thought that was a. He's in episode four, but I mean, their use in the in the in the modern canon has been nil. So as yeah, far as cool I'm concerned, see. it was cool in the canon already. But at least somebody's paying attention again. Yeah, someone is paying attention. So anyway, let's move on. Number nine. Wow. Phasma is actually really a badass. As you, yeah, as you may not have known from I, the you, movies, you forgot the word sometimes. In the in the Phasma novel by Delia S. Dawson, and also her four comic miniseries Phasma, she actually 
kicks a little bit of ass. She does. I mean, yeah. Phasma in the book, of course, uh, is told by a third person perspective as if, uh, someone is telling a story. And she actually has come from a planet where she was actually one of the best fighters. And she actually is a really interesting character outside of the movie. I'm glad someone was Who able knew? to salvage. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, author Thank person. You. Yeah. You know what? It was the same thing in the old EU. Lame stuff yep. was made great. Yep. Dengar was just weird looking toilet paper man before. Yep. You're right. But then yeah. he got made cool. Thank yeah, God exactly for the right. EU. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I finished the, the Phasma novel and it, I really enjoyed it. I think... Uh, I think Corey, you're saying it's from a third person perspective, but no, it's, it, it's first person present indicative or what? It's, it's, <laughs> whether it's third or thirst, third or thirst, it doesn't first or but third, third or thirst. Are you thirsty? Opioid yeah. epidemic. <laughs> whether it's first person or third person doesn't matter. It's the fur. It's the present indicative tense. Well, the 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 novel, the way it takes place is there's someone who's captured. And this is a story that that person is telling. Oh, so they tell stories it, weird. Nobody tells stories like that. Yeah, well, well, it, <laughs> it's this person telling the story. So some of the the uh, perspective changes during the novel, depending yeah. on if the person's telling the story or if they're actually, in, you know, in the present day right there. So, weird. yeah, it's, I think it's worth a read. I, I thought it was pretty good anyway. But yeah, Phasma is actually actually a badass. Who knew? Who knew? Mm. Really? So, who who wanted? Yeah. All of us. Who knew? Very little of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So number eight, the best villains in the new canon may actually be in the books and comics. Yes. No kidding. I'm <laughs> agreeing with that. Well, as long as wholeheartedly, we, as long as we just keep meat chunking the ones in the movies, I guess they have to be, don't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. So, Bobby, we got a long uh, list of villains in, that are taking that have appeared. Uh, original villains. I'm not talking about Vader or any or the Emperor or anybody like that. I'm talking about original characters uh, such as Terex, Thrawn. Yeah. Magna right. Tolvin. Okay. Triple Zero. Yep. BT1. Yeah. And of course, everyone's favorite, Thrawn. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Snoke wasn't on that. I don't understand. Oh, Snoke, Snoke is in, in, I mean, he's a, a movie. He's, so no. I'm not counting movie villains. Oh, oh let's, let's, uh, yeah. Snoke's awesome, though, man. He's <laughs> going to, as the guy who hasn't seen The Last Jedi, he's going to be awesome. We're going to find out. He's going to open up a can of, uh oh. Oh, oh, he oh, no. did. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah, he did. He, so he fell I, for the old saber switch do. Oh, <laughs> oh, he cut in half. Well, maybe he's still around. That's the second cut... worst case of being cut in half I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, books and comics, I mean, these books and comics are really nailing nailing the okay, villains. Okay, I got I coming back with robot legs, FYI. That's my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Better. Um, I gotta Maul, say, I, I gotta ooh, say, ooh, what if Maul is actually uh, they salvage his upper half again, and they just glue his <laughs> upper half to Snoke's upper half, oh. and so oh, they're, they're like like, a, like a human bugapede or something. <laughs> they're like the like like man beetle. <laughs> I have okay, to go write a comic. My, my favorite, right my favorite new villain is uh, Tolvin, and yes. it might not be for what you're thinking. It's because she has erotic dreams. Yeah, she. No, that's exactly what I was. Yeah, I don't. If anybody who knows the character and knows you, that's what they would be waiting for oh, you to say. Yeah, sexy oh. dreams about Afra. I mean, oh. you can't go wrong there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So Magna oh. Tolvin is a new villain in uh, female, the Afra comics. Female who, uh, part of our audience is just is never going to. Never may or may grow. not be infatuated with uh, that's that, about the women. That seed is never going to germinate. 
<laughs> yeah, so good villains. I mean, a huge cast uh, of villains that they're all they're all very deep and very uh, enjoyable. So they good are. on you. Yes. Yes. So number seven, <gasps> Jocasta New is actually a badass. <laughs> actually, pretty for fun. real. Actually, pretty fun. For real, she is. Yeah, She's got no librarian. time for Obi Wan's bullcrap <laughs> from episode two. <laughs> but she can open up a can. Yeah. So Look. in the new Vader arc. Jocasta New actually appears and is recovering some old Jedi data from Coruscant and is confronted by Vader. And she actually holds her own. And she's really cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. They took the, this old lady and made her a really cool character. Of course, she died, but whatever. Yeah, but it's you know awesome. what, man? Thank God for retcons because yeah. now we can take, a, like you said, a boring character from the movie and we're like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I love the Vader, the new Vader comics with this the Jocasta New arc. I think it was amazing. Just Before, you know, before there was wait, a Luke wait Skywalker. Wait you read my Yaddle fan, fan fiction. Oh, yeah. 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 Before there Does was he a have Luke's- erotic dreams? <laughs> Hope he does. It's called Yatterotica. So <laughs> yeah, before there was a Luke Skywalker rebuilding the the uh, Jedi Order, there was Jocasta New. She's the one yep. that had all the plans in place, and it was pretty badass. Yeah. And I love. I gotta say too, at the end of that comic, it was pretty sweet. The um the I think the final panel was basically yep. she had basically like I said on a different planet had set up a library and was planning to rebuild the Jedi Order mm. and. Uh, when it was when her apprentice or assistant or whatever knew that she was dead, basically he sealed off the cavern or whatever. And the last panel of the comic is basically Luke opening the 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 cavern. Oh you can wow! See him yeah. Taking a stab. That out. would be so awesome if anything of that survived. <laughs> uh, don't don't ruin it for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be amazing, except it resulted in nothing. Yeah. I mean, it it lasted for thirty plus some years. Yeah, right? yeah. See, I got to hold on to what I can. Yeah. Cast a new. Don't worry, Luke Skywalker's gonna discover it. All of your hard work and your sacrifice is gonna pay off until he gets totes depressed. <laughs> it was yeah, it was awesome having Jocasta new finds out that Darth Vader is actually Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, and she just starts calling him boy. Yeah, says, hey boy. <laughs> little boy to his face she was pretty sweet i like to think i like to think that when luke was having to run away because you know the whole the whole uh you know ben set the whole place on fire and everything he just like he then like flew over to where the library was and ran in and just like ran his hands through his hair and went oh and then grabbed the first seven books and just ran out. And those were the seven <laughs> books in The Last Jedi. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. And the Force, the force goes to Jocasta News like, whoa! There's still so much over Why? here! Get a freighter! <laughs> He's like, can't go, gotta fit in the X-Wing, gotta go by. Kids nowadays. <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah, so <laughs> I just crapped all over it. I'm sorry. No, man. I'm not really sorry. Seriously, I'm loving I'm loving these comics, man. Yeah, the comics so are doing it for yeah, me. So let's let's move on to number six. Number six, Emmalyn Haldo, aka Rear Admiral. Is it Vice Admiral Holdo? Holdo? I think it's, it's Vice Admiral, not Rear Admiral, but go yeah. ahead. Yes, it's, uh, it's maybe metallic slip Iris. Freudian slip. Rusty Iris actually, Admiral. The Hold Luna on. Lovegood of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> that is an apt description. Hmm. Yeah. So, so you you may see you've seen, of course seen her in the Last Jedi. I've, I assume everyone has seen it. But in the Leia novel by Claudia Gray, 
she's actually kind of flighty and out there. Very, very new agey, very uh, Luna Lovegood-esque. So I thought it was a pretty cool character here that that they uh, built up in this novel. You know what? I got to say just some added commentary here because some of the criticism I've I've heard of The Last Jedi was her character that it was that a lot of people feel like. And I think this is more uh, a discussion of of the overall environment in Hollywood right now where there's a lot of female characters that are in like, you know, lead roles. Look at. All of the action sci-fi coming out in Seriously. 2018. <laughs> Seriously, all of it. But the the criticism I've heard is that you know it's like oh well she just seemed like you know more of you know shoving that in, our, in everybody's face like we're it trying to make up a for good loose. character. But yeah, that thank we you. Just, That's, it, we didn't get. We weren't. We didn't sold. get enough. We in didn't the, get enough. Well, in the movie, we didn't get enough for yeah. sure. But in the, the movie, nice all we got is that she was being a crack hoe. <laughs> because we're supposed to be on Poe's team, and by that very I nature, know. she's a jerk. Right. Even though you figure but out see, what she's doing later, everybody's going, well, why didn't she tell him? Why didn't she just tell him? There can be a lot of reasons for that, but we weren't given them. Right. Well, here's the thing. This is where I'm loving the the new EU, man, because the, that's filling in the gaps for me, man. Mm-hmm. And Which is what the EU did for me originally anyway. Even though you didn't but, at that point know you really had that many gaps that needed filled in. True. You got like, uh, especially with main characters, most of the gaps were of secondary and tertiary. Yeah, characters. and when 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 yeah. a gap would get filled, you'd be like, "Oh man, I didn't even know there was a hole in my heart there, <laughs> but it's already filled, and I am fulfilled and better for it." Right. Now it's like, "Hey, who the hell's Snoke?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. oh, okay. Who, well. who that girl's parents? <laughs> Maybe we'll get hey. a Snoke one shot or something. <laughs> Why this chick in love with the big horse camels? <laughs> Seriously, with Snoke, I'm, I'm unless not. unless JJ does something with the Snoke character, we're just gonna have to rely on the EU to to, to tell us his story. After yeah. the fact, it's so lame. If the EU is gonna tell me the story, it better be in like a like a Dark Empire kind of thing where he just comes back somehow. Robot legs, clone, whatever. Ooh, robots, There's plenty yeah. of uh of yeah. If he has robot legs, he'll have a sphincter like Eric's. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's more. It's better at this point. The characters. I'm, I'm gonna flat out say it. That character's doesn't ruined. squeak anymore. That character's yeah. ruined. Yeah, well, for now. Again, ruined. yeah. Let's see what JJ does with it. Yeah. I mean, maybe he, maybe JJ. Like I said, I'm hopeful that JJ comes in and gives me the mediocre ending to this trilogy that I'm hoping for. <laughs> 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 that I'm dying for. Yeah. <laughs> Please uh, yeah. rescue me from misery. <laughs> All I ask is that you not make me cry. <laughs> Tears of pain and anguish. I'm such a fan. Remember when we were critical of The Force Awakens? That's so, that's uh, so cute no. and quaint. No, no, no. A lot of that's still <laughs> true. <laughs> There's, it, it may be healed, but there's still scars. Yeah. Right now, so, you yeah. just keep picking at the festering scab. Yeah, so hold though. Good character, yeah, loved her. I mean, great in the book. I, 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 I wish the movie had done her, done her. Yeah, I, I really do. do after reading that book, because I read the book before I saw the movie, I had a lot of expectations for her character, and I was kind of let down. But I still enjoyed her character. Instead, you got who's this well, hoe wearing because, a purple cocktail dress but, at the at the meeting? You know, with that purple was, hair. That was I mean, her. That but was the her. reason, <laughs> the, but the reason, <laughs> Garrett, that you you liked that character and enjoyed her more than I think a lot of people did was because you had that background and yeah, you, you she know, was, you had the story and blah blah blah. You yeah. knew who she was. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw know. what was missing, but it wasn't until the end when I realized that her and Leia cooked it up the whole time. You know what I mean? And I think at that point, a lot of people were so fallen off that they couldn't climb back on board the the train. I, I was able to 
clamor back on pretty quick because I I did remember that her and Leia were childhood friends or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So they, well, yeah, the they only were way the, I knew is because we had talked about it before school. the movie. Exactly. I mean, that's, had, that's, had we not discussed that, I wouldn't have remembered, and I'd have been like, just like everybody else, be like, who, what, who is this? Yeah. Why is Leia I wish okay with have, this hoe? I wish they would have built it up more because her and Leia basically joined the rebellion at the at the same time. Like yeah. they, it was a it was a slow process to actually get into the rebellion, but they both basically joined at the same time. Yeah. You know what? We'll get you know what? We'll get a recut. We'll get a special edition of Rogue One where CG Carrie Fisher turns around and says Hope and then like leaning in from out of frame. It's Hope, Hope. I was going to say Hope too. Yeah. Okay, here's, oh, here's right hope, <laughs> hope and love. Hope and love. Hope and ah, love. Love, love. Hope it. and love. We're Here, a team. Here's the one. Th- here's the <laughs> one. <BFF. laughs> here's the one. Uh, here's the points that I do give Ryan Johnson, though, is that he was able to take a character that he did not create and put it in that movie. True. So you got to give him credit for that. Yeah. Good stuff. So, yep. Yeah. Moving on. He number was five. a director. Got it. <laughs> you guys ready for number five? Yep. Here we go. He wrote it too, man. Leia. Got a little something, something before Han. Wait, what? Saying? She wasn't completely she got, chased? She got a little something, something. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, no. I, I don't remember reading like, this, man. Like, this like is a book a, or a comic? A free, yeah, this is a book. Like a like a, like a, a free uh, massage for taking a survey? Yeah. yeah you mean massage. for my solder? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little something. In the, in the Claudia Gray novel, Leia might have, uh, you know... Did a little something, something, but wasn't really explicitly uh, into said some, in the book. Invested but, in know, real estate. It was left to my imagination. I can, she invested I can in imagine quite a bit. <laughs> it's a quote from the movie. She she, she put all Duranian funds in blockchain. Nah, she did. <laughs> yeah, knocking boots. Started uh, started an Austrian Stein collection. Doing the doing the nasty. Oh. Yeah. Oh, she had sex out, out of marriage. Oh, okay. see, no, I went a yeah. different direction. I thought she yeah. was like on like dirty jobs with uh, <laughs> the Mike dude, Mike Rowe. Yeah, Mike yeah. Rowe. All right. Mike Rowe. Yeah, they're it's like they're cleaning, cleaning out. out the fault. What are those horse things? They're cleaning out the stables. <laughs> I see. Oh yeah, I was gonna cleaning s- the shit. I was gonna say shoveling the coke at the, where, at the where they process the coal. You know the coke dust. Oh, oh yeah, is that what it was? Well, you know, okay. the black lung. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Uh, in the uh, Claudia Gray Leia novel. It was kind of implied that maybe Leia uh, had some sex. Maybe hmm. one of her uh, first boyfriend had some died. sex. She, she died. She had some sex. A sex. She, she not maybe. allowed to have sex. The sex. The. I mean, how much sex are we talking here? Like three sex. Sex. Maybe like maybe like four percent. Four percent sex. <sighs> That's like. Second base. <laughs> they say you only use one percent of your sex at any given time. Right? Really? Is that how it goes? I feel like I'm giving it my all, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but is a hand job considered sex? That's what I want to. I need to know that. It's, I guess it, it depends who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Who's how desperately they're looking for excuses. Who's hand? <laughs> <laughs> the stranger. <laughs> Ponda, right. Ponda Babas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, Billy, I thought Billy that was Joel's pretty interesting. You know, how, you know, Leia messed around a little bit before right. Han. So. Yeah. Yeah. Little and that's, it kind of gives, because the, the guy she was hooking up with was a nice man. So maybe that gives some more impact to her line in Empire Strikes Back. Who knows? I don't know. I like nice men. I like nice men. So number four, Leia is actually a badass. I don't know if you guys know this. Yeah, yeah I know this because of our comic. Remember roundhouses yes. and headbutt. Yeah, yeah headbutt. Headbutt solve all the problms. <laughs> you want but diplomacy? Headbutt. 
Are you hey. constipated? Headbutt. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, but in the in these comics that are like this, the last Star Wars annual, and then they had a standalone where that her and Luke went to crate, and then in the the main title, Leia is kind of you know not only just a physical badass, but she actually is like uh, she actually does some diplomacy and you know talks her way out of situations. So God cool forbid. to see Leia a badass again. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, because that's what Leia. she was in that, the that EU, crate comic although... was interesting. I liked that. Yeah, that crate was pretty interesting. They actually went back or went to crate, I guess, before. <laughs> Way before, before it had been established that. as a rubble base. Yeah. She went there in her book, too. That was actually where she first discovered her father was part of the rebellion. Uh, so that crate uh, has a lot of impact on Leia's life. So it's cool to see that. Cool. Cool. Good on you, Leia. Mm-hmm. Number I three. Like, I like, sorry, r- real quick. I like seeing yeah. the EU being, I mean, this is the stuff I was missing, I think, with Force Awakens. I like seeing the EU being tied into stuff. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. Sorry. Side side commentary. Go ahead. That's cool. I like it. Oh. Number three. IDW Star Wars comics are actually worth reading. They are very good. They're very good. They're, I know there's you know a lot of mainline Marvel people out there, but IDW Star Wars comics are very enjoyable. They are enjoyable. They are not yeah. they are not the same as the Marvel comics, but they are fun. And yeah. it's something I would not mind handing to my daughter, my ten year old, and let her read. Absolutely. I mean, they're very, very uh, kid friendly. I mean, they're adult friendly and we learn a lot of stuff in them. They are canon. So we do learn, like, for instance, uh, Hera was on uh, Hoth. Yes, she was. Riding a Tauntaun around with Mm -hmm. Liam and Han. Do you notice, too? I feel like that delivery is so anticlimactic, though. (laughs) That that, that learning that through this vehicle, (laughs) this venue. Well, if you, know, if you think I, that's I can't, anti- I can't give you a good reason why I feel that way. I can't. It's not defendable, but okay. It's how I feel. Here's the thing: you didn't read it, so when I opened it up and I saw this, I saw, you know, I was like, "Is that Hera?" And then, yeah. then they called her Hera. I'm like, "Yes." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." So she lives through a New Hope, and she's uh, apparently has lived through uh, Empire now. Well, she's that's at cool, Hoth. Man. You don't know that she lives. Well, not no. She well, li- she's not only at she least lives, at Hoth. We don't no, know. She, she lives yeah. all the way through Empire. Uh, through uh, the return, she lives through the end of Return of the Jedi because there is a uh, Forces of Destiny cartoon where she actually was at the end of Endor on the on the Force Moon of Endor. Oh, nice, yeah, talking yeah, I know that. See, now we know. Man, yeah. that's great, man. I love that. They're, they so at least her and Chopper make it out because Chopper was there too. So yeah, yeah that's the it. other thing. It's getting kind of on the nose that only those two characters have been referenced. It's not like yeah. anybody's been like, "Hey, look, I saw Zeb in the background." <laughs> I love it though. Yeah. We know we know the fate of one of our characters. Two. Chopper counts. Well, chopper, robots right. count. Yeah, the robots. Yeah, robots. Man, right. oh, you're such a word. God, yeah. Don't you're such, a, bar you're such a bioist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good comics. And, and real, again, in the, real the main... quick on Hera, though, did you notice that one of her Lake was tattooed up? I did hat... not know. Okay, so one of her Lake was tattooed. Well, after Kanan died. From, from alcohol, from no. alcohol poisoning. Okay. Oh yeah. She had to go had, go through a phase. Okay. I, okay. Back up for a second. <laughs> okay. So no, I have I have not done any research on that because that was interesting to me that they would choose to tattoo her like who. Okay. Now, does that mean in their culture that maybe she was married Ooh, or something maybe. like that, and that Ooh, maybe she and. Canaan, maybe. Yeah, I'm just throwing it out there for it's discussion. Wild, wild ass guess, but that could be. What I don't yeah, know. Could be. 
I don't know. I That's pretty interesting. I like the fact that she just went like fully depressed and got tatted up and was going to like <laughs> raves and, and taking it was a phase. And She's dressing goth. She was oh, all because so... she was so mad that Kanan <laughs> took his own life with a rifle. Because because on, right? on his front porch, Aww. standing in the doorway. <laughs> Wow, just, this is getting dark. That is dark, man. <laughs> I don't know if this would be in an IDW comic. That's a Marvel thing. <laughs> Cannon, I just yeah. saying. Yeah. So yeah, I, the the most recent Star Wars adventures from IDW has Leia actually rescuing Luke from a Star Destroyer whilst taking out a bunch of stormtroopers. So that goes back to number four again. So yeah, definitely pick these up. They're really good. I love them. Yeah. So anyway, Excellent. number two, Vader. Poop. Oh. Is actually a badass. <laughs> like we always assumed Vader was Man. a badass, right? In the in the, the the original trilogy, you didn't really get to see too much of the extent of his badassery. And the Rogue One until I did. Rogue One, yes. yes. But but now in the comics, yes, it goes to a whole new level of badassery. Like we get to see stuff we wish we could see in the movies, and it's all amazing. Yes. Hmm, so Vader's the, uh, comic is probably, yeah. besides Doctor Affer, one of my favorite comic lines. Yep, I'm right that's there with going you. on right now. I love it. I love it because he's at the beginning of his uh, career in quotes. Yeah. And uh, so he does stumble a little bit, but what's his performance review like? Do you think? <laughs> well, he's the emperor, <laughs> just sitting there. And he's like, "All right, we have to go through this stuff because HR says uh, so. Let's just get through these questions and." Where do you see yourself in five years? Well, he's so Whoa. new that that the clone troopers left over actually fire on him yeah. while he's hunting Jocasta new because they think he's a Jedi too. Yes, they're like, "Who's great. this guy? Oh, another Jedi! Shoot him!" And he just wastes him. And the, <laughs> the clone troopers like, "No, no, no, no! Don't shoot that guy." It was That's great. Not a he, good got, idea. he got down there and he confronted that officer, and he's like, "Why didn't you tell them? You know what I looked like." And he's like, well, I just, I didn't think. And then next thing you know, he's laying on the ground in a crumpled yes. mess. <laughs> in classic yeah, uh, Vader style. Jocasta knew, they, they fly away on a little transport. And Jocasta knew, uh, said, hey, there's a bunch of clone troopers with them. And she's like, hey, you know, this guy's Anakin Skywalker. And the next panel, you see oh, clone yes. troopers like exploding out from the, the transport in every direction. He basically killed everybody on the transport because he didn't want them to know he was Anakin yeah. Skywalker. Yeah. It was pretty badass. That name holds no meaning for him now, except for blowing people up. Yeah. So you got, you got Vader using the force to reconstruct the exploded spaceships. You got him flipping, you know, doing all this force stuff. You got him meditating in the force. You got him turning crystals red. I mean, all this stuff is just amazing. Gotta bleed that kyber. Gotta bleed it. Yeah, so definitely pick up the Vader comic because it's it's becoming one of my favorite runs of Star Wars ever. Agreed, agreed, yeah. man. These comics are pretty cool, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, in. I'm on yeah. board. Come on, I've been waiting to go number, number one this whole one. time. <sighs> Blank is actually a murder. <laughs> so, so I'm going to do this in the form of a limerick. You're no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Badass. Bad idea. Bad idea. How he just woke up. It's a bad idea. Yeah, he did. He was ready. You saw him thinking. Yep. All right, here we go. Boops. Number one. Dr. Afra <laughs> is actually is the best thing a to happen to the new canon. Really? Word, best man. I agree. Dr. Afra. Really? Yeah. I mean, we got an original character who in the comics who actually has her own comics. Yes. Our comics uh, series line. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It, and she's uh, what a, like an amazing character. She has depth. 
Yeah. She has like, I mean, her dialogue is awesome. She's not like your typical cookie cutter character. And she's, I mean, she, the, the comic holds its own. So people love it. I love it. It really does. And I mean, the, the people that she interacts with other than Vader, which is pretty rare now, um, are all new characters too. I mean, it's, it's a completely separate storyline and you've got great side characters. I love it, man. This is what, this is exactly what we were wanting since the, the old canon was kind of thrown in the trash. It's exactly what we're asking for. Original characters. In their original environment, doing their original things without interacting with anyone in the original movie. I didn't ask for it in a comic form. Yeah, but it's awesome. I'm not trying to trash. It's just I'm I'm never. I can never follow through with the comics. The changing of the art, the changing of the writing style, and all that it always bucks me loose. I can't. It's too hard. It's inconsistent for me. (laughs) Take heart, man, because I think this this character is becoming big enough now. This is gonna be the next Mara Jade. And we're going to see her. We all know where that left us. Kicked in the nuts. (laughs) I'm just saying she's going to end up in novels. I I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they try to put her in a movie. Oh, yeah. I'm serious. Like the new artist on this comic line is blowing it away. Blowing it away. It's amazing. Uh, The writing is, I think, the same guy usually every uh, issue. So the writing really, really won't have to worry too much about. And the art is fluctuating. But right now it is on point. Yep. Top notch art. So. I, I love this stuff. Right. It's great. All great right. Stuff. I'll give you Buy Afro it. solely because, you know, you, you made the case and you made it perfectly, which is she's exactly what we, she proves what we've asked for. Kind of like Rogue One. It can but, be done. But, but yeah. even, I mean, Rogue One proved it can be done in movie form. Afra, movie form. Afra proves that it can be done even more so, mm-hmm. uh, at least in comic book form. I, I mean, it could be in more, but she's proven that completely new works. Rogue One's proven that, you know, that 90% new works, you know, in even in cinema form. And this is what needs to happen. This is what's needed to happen forever. I wish it could have happened before we threw the baby out with the bathwater <laughs> yeah. in terms of all the richness of the old EU. But yes, that those are steps forward. And I applaud. Ready? Mm. Here we go. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. That was my top Ow! 10 list. If you listener, listeners, I guess there's more than one now. If you uh, have any suggestions or if you disagree or you have something to add, just let us know on Twitter. Or Fly Casual 1138. Yeah, let me know. Or yeah. hit me up uh, directly. I don't care. Yeah, I disagree would love with to, all of it. <laughs> would love to hear what, what, uh, what the <laughs> Could have used more think, limericks, though. right, Howie? Could have yep. used more limericks. Yep. yep. <laughs> Speaking of limericks, I guess, it's time for the Porkins Bite of the Week. Oh, again? Porkins in limericks for me. Flies and crashes. I don't know if y'all know this, but your Star Wars classic figures and your G.I. Joe figures and a lot of the other action figures around, they three and three quarter inches tall. Do you know that? Yeah. I knew that. Yes. I knew that. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to know why? Uh, why? Because uh, okay. back when the little company called Kenner in Cincinnati secured the rights to make the toys for the Star Wars figures, they sat in front of the CEO and they said, we don't know how big a figure to make. And he leaned forward and he held out his thumb and his finger. He said, make it that big. So they got a ruler and they measured it and it was three and three quarter inches. Nice. And what? the rest is history. Oh. 
I love it. And that's the rest of the story. <laughs> that's how most big decisions are made. Yeah, that big. Yeah. <laughs> Big, the best decisions in pop culture are made by people holding out their fingers or Harrison Ford getting a ca- wicked case of diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or just not giving a crap. Yeah. That. Oh, well. Well, no, he's giving a lot of crap. Giving a lot of extra craps. <laughs> yeah, maybe. More yeah. craps. You know Actually, it's coming out smoothly. More yeah, craps like than out normal. of his butthole. Like yeah. in lo- liquid form. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't know if it's the same for you as everybody. It's time for some rumors! Hey. That's robotist? No, I'm still bioist like Mike. Oh, oh man, it's been a long time since I got to enjoy this music. Baby. Oh yeah, bring it uh. in, fellas, bring it in. Take a pants. I don't want to get any closer. Rumors, rumors, yeah, you do. rumors. You this week, close. you want to play toss the Worthers? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a Worthers. I think. Oh, Mike oh, just there it is. Where's my Look. Worthers? Hi. Withers. Oh. There's your Worthers. Oh, oh. no. Damn, the worst place it could have hit, deflecting it even further away from How he's got to get up. Oh. Yep. Worth it for the mm. Werther's. For, mm. a, for a nice, sweet, smooth Werther's original. Are they chewy? Sit on Papaw's lap and he'll give you one. Gross. I'm not mm. doing that again. Yum. Only you learn, once. You learned from the first <laughs> yeah, time, right? Yeah, yeah. only once. Mm. All right, guys. Well... In our rumor cast this week, I wanted to, uh, I know that most of us, uh, except Howie, have uh, oh. seen the movie now a second time and just kind of wanted to. Um, well, since see- we recorded, I've seen it. Oh, nice. Whoa. Perfect. You're Amazing. in, baby. Amazing. <laughs> You're part of the two for club. He has, to, he has to defend his point of view of liking it more than us. <laughs> because if he doesn't see it a second time, we can go, you didn't see it a second time. I suspect you, sir. You call you a, yourself a fan. You I just, you a fan. <laughs> I just wanted to do a quick uh, roundtable discussion here. And just no, uh, now that everybody's table. seen it a second time. It's curved. And uh, just kind of see what everybody's reactions are. Um did you like it more? Did you like it less? Kind of what are your feelings? Corey kind of started this discussion last week. I so. didn't want to make him wait that long. I uh, I definitely liked it more. Many of my concerns were put at ease. I think a lot of them were colored uh, a bit heavier than they needed to be. Uh, certain things, like even just certain plot points, uh, you know, about like, you know, why was Yoda trying to keep Luke from finding out about the books being gone and stuff, which is stuff that I wasn't even sure they intended to communicate to me. A lot of those were very sharp edged when I first saw them. And I missed I missed a good deal of the movie, not because I was like sitting there in my own head, but because I was emotionally reacting to, like I said, sharp edges in the movie. And I would miss a lot of the other subtler, more enjoyable, easy listening kind of stuff. Seeing it the second time, I was fully prepared for all those sharp edges. They didn't cut very much because I already knew about them. And then they didn't affect me. So the next five minutes after, you know, oh, Snoke Chunks. I <laughs> pretty much didn't remember anything about the lightsaber fight that happened after that. Right. After, I mean, that whole big, like, kick-ass battle. Right. I cool. barely remembered anything about really? it. Yeah. Because I was so reeling from the fact that. They just killed the character they told us nothing about, but we were supposed to fear for the last 20 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I I didn't realize, I was watching the movie, I was paying attention, but I didn't remember any of it. Right. And this time, I was actually, I watched it and I absorbed it better. That's the best word. I was uh, I was not filled with all this, like, weird, bad, uh, 
man liquid. Yeah, gross. Uh, <laughs> and jelly. Said, yeah, I, I was not. I was not filled with with anger jelly, or or it wasn't even anger. It was just. It was just. What's happening? How, why right. did I miss something? Right. Because when you're in that moment, when you're first seeing it, you're you're kind of like trying to process it. Yeah. And you don't notice all this. I I experienced the exact same thing. I didn't even really know that until you mentioned it. Yeah. But it's true. The second time through, I was able to really, because I knew, you know, oh, here comes milking, you know, milking the tit. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> but, but, but I didn't see the next 30 seconds after milking the tit the first right, time. Exactly. The and tit this time, gets milked and then 30 seconds is complete miasma of I don't remember because <laughs> right. I was just. You repressed like, it, dude. <laughs> I don't know if, if I need. No, because I remember the tit milking very vividly. <laughs> right. But there's. In there's, fact, I remembered it way worse than it there's actually There's actually interesting things going on before and after. And, yeah. And and the the throne room fight is a perfect example because yes, yeah you're you're sitting there and you're like wow that just happened and you're in your head but that second time through you're like okay it's not going to affect me as much and then right and at the end watch, of that battle hey uh, your parents were nobody get over yeah, it right and then I'm missing another five minutes I'm not absorbing <laughs> anything because I'm like wait what did I what did right. I do something huh? wrong but there's actually some good dialogue between those two yeah. And some some push and pull, and even though I think some of us didn't like how it ultimately ended, I you know I personally would have liked to see them to walk off at the end of that movie together. I think as a opposed to having a lot of people uh, that yeah. didn't like the movie have made that point. To be, I want on, to be honest, to be honest, <laughs> wait, who gets to be big spoon? Who gets to be little spoon? Right. To be honest, everybody with you, likes to be the little spoon. I think sometimes. both Kylo and Ray get wrapped up in his abs. <laughs> I gotta be oh, honest yeah. with you. I almost would have liked to see that movie end at that throne room scene. And we don't know what happens. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I do. I understand that. <laughs> because that felt like that was that scene in terms of the greater unifying force, and I use that phrase loosely but intentionally, um, was more impactful on what the fate of the galaxy is. Yeah. Then what you know then Luke's magic trick with the with the with the gorilla walker. Agreed. As awesome as that was. Sure. I'm only downplaying it for the sense of what I'm saying, but what happened in that in that throne room was, was I mean, that was the crux of the movie. I that mean, that was the crux of the trilogy so far. Yes. And what Luke did was just kind of like, see, it inspires hope. Oh, great. <laughs> and freaking tastic. Let's right. I'm in this to know what the hell's going on with the fate of the force, because well, that's what the first trilogy not, is about. That's what the, the original trilogy is about. Not Star mention- Wars is about hope. <laughs> Yeah, it's in every episode. It's in every new episode. hope. It's a new hope. Not to mention the fact that Crate The Empire Strikes Hope. <laughs> Not to mention hope the was fact so that Crate in my mind was just a recreation of are built on hope. It's hilarious yeah. because most people know. say they don't know that, that they've gone too far. <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> oh, Corey. Most people say that I've heard this criticism that, oh, the fanboys were pissed off at Force Awakens because it was too much like the originals, and now they're saying Last Jedi's not enough like the originals. I'm like, yep. bullshit. <laughs> you want me to draw the parallels in Last Jedi? Let's see. Last Jedi, we were escaping, you know, the, the base, just like we were Hoth. And at the mm-hmm. end of the movie, we have, oh, that's another Hoth scene. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we had two like, Hoth scenes, yeah. and, and they were really did. <laughs> to the point where they had to point out that it wasn't snow, it was salt. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come the flip on. Come on. He actually had to put the dirt yeah. in his mouth to go, not ah, salt, just to go, totally not Hoth. <laughs> totally not Hoth. It's the opposite. Like, this would totally melt Hoth. There's it's a lot salty. Of people putting weird things in their mouth in this movie. I'm just realizing this. 
Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. You want a Werther's? <laughs> but yes, I, I, I agree with your sentiment, Corey, that, yeah, the second time through, you're able to just kind of glance over the stuff that you know is coming and focus on some of the good stuff that's that's really happening around those and scenes. it wasn't just the bad stuff either like it, like the the whole scene where the falcons getting chased by tie fighters through the like the salt the red salt crystals and all that stuff i was so excited about the music i was not understanding anything that was going on in the scene because i was i was pumping my fist i was missing it i wasn't absorbing it so yeah. even that which is a scene i really liked you know very brief action sequence that i liked i was able to enjoy and absorb better and 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 overall that alone improved the experience for me that being said there are things that i did not like that i still don't like but not as much really mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. there are things that are rounded off i mean it's actually it's some of the the simpler gadurp like you don't have to be a super fan that's how i think of everybody's not a super fan gadurp um like level things <laughs> that still bother me, mm-hmm. which like, you know, like the 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 slow speed chase through space. And when ships run out of gas, they just stop in vac- like like those little like things that were where the reaction was like, you know, yeah. And then there's no up and down in space. And we still do. And the spaceships don't turn like that in space. And we still do it that way. It's kind of like, yeah, but there's a line. There's a line where you literally are just I mean. The ships are doing things, and and we 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 forgive other things that aren't accurate in space because they look cool or they're doing something cool with it. They're sound in space because we like to hear the sound; it looks cool. But when we're doing it for to drive the primary plot, that seems rookie as hell, you know. So we're just gonna we're just gonna defy physics so that our plot works. You've, and in my opinion, you're kind of failing at movieing at that point. So. I was actually left with more of those simpler problems and less of the big Star Wars plot, like the major <clears throat> contradictions and and being let down by all the stuff they didn't tell us that we were waiting for from Rogue One, like the parentage and who Snoke was and all that stuff. That stuff didn't bother me as much as just the dopey spaceship runs out of fuel and stops. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that. And and I'm I. I'm a little more comfortable being hung hung up on that stuff because I don't take it as personally. I just go, oh, you guys were stupid when you wrote wrote it. That's fine. <laughs> you were high and stupid, whatever. <laughs> like I can I can say that. I can say I don't like this because you made dumb decisions. Not I don't like this because you openly apparently don't like the things that I think make Star Wars great. Which the other things that's how they color it. Drop and Snoke. Her parentage doesn't matter. Like those were setups and stuff. That's stuff that I can take personally, but. They didn't bother me as much this time. Yeah, there's those dumb yeah. things, those little, just little dumb things that they just could have done better. You know, I I I still like the fact that Leia was a BA and unconsciously floated back in the ship from space. I even more could not stand the way she you know sailed in like Sandy Duncan on ropes. You know, still, still one of my favorite scenes. I know it's 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 one of my favorite scenes that I hate the most. Yeah, you know, I, I, I loved everything about it. I, I I love the fact that she did it. I can't stand the way it looks. And and that's fine. That's stuff that's easy to hate. Sure. It's easy to digest that hate. Right. You know what I mean? And get over it. Delicious. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I I walked out of that movie feeling really good the yeah, second time. Me too. And um, I fell asleep during the Canto Bite scene. So yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, that helped. We walked out and Garrick's like, I slept through like, I think, 15, 20 minutes <laughs> of the movie. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I was tired, man. I'm an old man now. I know. So Garrick, what stood out to you the second time through? Uh, yeah, I mean, 
I hate, hate to say ditto, but yeah, pretty much Corey said, I mean, every, I got to absorb a lot more and I loved, yeah. I love Luke even more because before yeah. I, I was like, yeah, he was good. I guess he was okay. But then I watched, I'm like, no, he was, he was really good in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I caught, I caught like the second time, like all the little things like, okay, he's not leaving footprints in the, uh, the salt when he's yeah, fighting. Not leaving the red footprints like Kylo. This, yeah. And all this stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I see what they did. And there. he never That's got touched. Pretty cool. He never yeah. got touched. No, like right. we were no. all under the impression that he was he fighting, was fighting back, right. and and fit with a physical thing. Right. And he, the, and, and he wasn't. Now that of course creates another conflict. But wait a minute, he handed the the, the spooky dice. I know. To yeah. Leia, kissed Weird. her on the head and all yep. that. But then the argument is, well, maybe Leia knew the whole time he wasn't really there, yeah. and she was just accepting that's, it as this is the experience and no and one that's else why she, sure. that's why she dropped the dice because they weren't real yeah otherwise she, if they were the real dice she would have kept them maybe but no, and again no, no. i feel like this is headcanon that we're attaching to it but we can make it work <laughs> i know sure yeah and that's what yeah. we do that's what the super fans do is mm-hmm. make it like work, man. like the little things that annoyed me the first time didn't annoy me this as much as time like with finn and his bag of water walking around. i'm like oh, okay I, that's that's okay uh, i guess yeah his whole well, <laughs> body thing. colostomy bag yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Still think that there are some liberties I just can't get over, but yeah. other than that, I, I liked it a lot better the second time. How does everybody feel about uh, Poe giving BB-8 a rundown like he's a German Shepherd? <laughs> Memory grabs him and he like he like sh- like runs his fingers over him like he's like yeah, a, he's like he has him. fur. <laughs> he's like, oh boy, oh. he's like you know like oh, rubbing his ears. Old- that was the hey, least man. offensive part of this movie by <laughs> far. I know, nobody talks about it, but the second time, the first time through, I was like, oh, weird. The second time through, I was like, oh. I just, I just, <laughs> I just find it funny that BB-8 is the droid that, ah, yeah, go ahead and take him. I love him so much, but go ahead. You yeah, can, everybody can take him. him. <laughs> take him off my hands, please. I don't know. He's for like me. With, he's like with Poe the least in the movies. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you he's know, freaking droid. For me, the second time through wasn't quite quite the experience that you guys are describing for me. I think for me overall, it was a reinforcement of what I kind of felt the first time, you know, I, but with the exception of, I mean, the stuff I didn't like about it the first time, I still don't like about it the second time, maybe even worse on some of that stuff. I mean, some of it was pretty offensive to me that like, Oh, I don't know. But the, the, the one experience I can say I had that was better was like, just going back to Corey, I guess we're all going back to that that thing that we were able to, you know, the 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 shock of it. Is, I'm the still center of the wheel. <laughs> the shock of it the second time through is is lessened by the fact that you know it's coming and you can focus on the different stuff. And there was, I, you're right, Mark Hamill's performance was amazing in that movie, man. I mean, he was handed something. We were that, hearing that before oh, the movie yeah. came out. We that, walked out going, "What are they talking about?" I mean, yeah. it was fine, but and then you see it, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah." But I mean, yeah. you're, I mean, especially knowing now too that he did the, the degree that he did not agree with the direction. <laughs> yep. For him to suck it up and say, "You know what? I'm an actor. This is what I'm being paid for," and he, boy, he he killed it, man. He knocked it out of the park. He did great with what he was given. And there's scenes, man, that the second time through, especially the the Yoda scene with him and in Yoda, yeah, that was pretty sweet, dude. <laughs> when him and yeah. Yoda are sitting down on the rock, and I've just, <laughs> said I just Yoda, <laughs> I was tearing up, man. I'm like, that's a cool scene, you know, seeing those two kind of. They should have played "Candle in the Wind" in the background. <laughs> they should have. Yoda in the wind. And even even the him and Leia scene, even though I know it's not there, you know, he's not really there. 
just them having their moment on screen, you know, was cool. Um, Ray and, and I still love Ray and, and uh, Kylo too, man. I mean, that, that's, they kind of get, which is sad to say, but they kind of, their story gets kind of buried in all this. I know there's, yeah. and I, and it's easy pickings. I haven't complained about it. I think as much as a lot of people, but I blame Canto bite. I blame that whole plot. Line. I I agree, man. That I I don't know. I, and Try everybody... sleeping through it. It makes it a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I know that it'll be it'll be the new Jar Jar cut. They'll just cut Canto Bite out of the film. I go here. You go YouTube for twenty minutes. To me, Canto Bite is the result of Disney putting Lucasfilm on such a tight schedule to get stuff done, get it done, get it done. That and I think I mentioned this a few casts ago that it just felt like that uh, you know they're under such a tight schedule that things aren't allowed to sit and distill and crystallize and hey is this a good direction yeah, does shave, this make sense shave things I aren't mean, allowed to grow enough to dude, be dude cancel bite i mean is just so obviously we got to give finn something to do so okay send him here to do something that doesn't matter to the overall plot of the and film fail. at all send him to and do this fail. To, and fail right yeah. i mean it, it, i mean at best it's a setup for him fighting phasma at best <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> Even that was so. Yeah, just... I, mean, I tr- trust. Trust me, I know, man. Yeah, I Let's mean, go talk about another. Yeah, I know. Mama, calm down. See, that's what I'm saying, man. It's just, it's just that st- those things just stand out to me so uh, in my. It's just so in your face. It's hard to. It's hard to get over it. So, so in my face. Totally in my face. <laughs> Simpsons. Howie, I know you have or have not. <laughs> Howie, how did you enjoy that second movie? Yeah, yeah. But once. perhaps you've at least had time to, you know, think about it more and, and whatnot. I mean, pray on it. Yeah, pray on it. <laughs> As well, God yeah. forgive Like a serial killer? <laughs> oh, that kind of I've thing. only seen it once. Um, <laughs> and the sentiments that you guys are saying after seeing it the second time is how I felt the first time. Yeah. So that means that when you see it the second time, you'll turn into a fit of rage. That might be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I had. I'd like to see that kind I of. I had a lot of love for a lot of the good things that they did. There's definitely some glaring flaws. Um, overall, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and so that's, I think that's what was hard for me listening to everybody, not just you guys, but a, a lot of people that I've either read or, or talked to, you know, I, I felt like there's a lot of great things in this movie and there's a lot of bad things in this movie and the, a lot of bad things are what's Sometimes everybody's talking about and, or at least, you know, yeah. griping on and, and understandably. So, I mean, yeah, like not the griping, whole, the whole well, analyzing uh, that's fine. Whatever. Um, <laughs> it's an important <laughs> fine line. <laughs> yeah. But anybody who supports the film is they're they're tarts, but no, <laughs> That's Dude, I'm buying this literally film, said, even though it's it's at the bottom half of my list, I'm buying it. It's going to be part of my collection. You're going to get in a steel case, aren't We've you? We've literally said people who like the film, good for them. I mean, that that's it's been expressed several times. And we've also said that we like the film. People who love the film and gush for them, okay, good for it. That's fine. Um, I guess the, the point I'm making is I, I feel the way that you feel now uh, about a lot of the things. At the, and and that's I felt that the whole time. Yeah. At the same time, when someone comes to me and says that they really didn't like it, and they start gripe griping on it, and how he's to to borrow borrow Howie's very aggro parlance, uh, <laughs> I I totally sit there and like, yeah, I understand. Yep, yep. 
And then I've talked to people like, I really liked it. Like, I thought it was like good and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yep. Yep. That's great. Like it, everybody's perspective in this comes like, and then I go, what do you think? And I'm like, I really enjoyed it. There are a lot of things that I would have liked to have seen done differently. And there were a lot of things I would have liked to have just seen done better. But overall, I really enjoyed it. Like, I feel like I can mold into anybody's response to it, especially after seeing it the second time. You know, I would never I would never have, you know, somebody come in and said, I really like that would have been like, bitch, get out the room. I wouldn't, you know, even before. But now <laughs> oh, nice. I'm at the point where I'm just like. I'm totally OK with any analysis of the film, as long as it's not ridiculously extreme. You know what I mean? Like people going, no, we need to get George Lucas back for next film. I'm like, grow up, get a pair. Do you know? No, we kind of, we do. <laughs> that would be awesome. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that at all. I don't know if he has the touch anymore. Oh, he has it. Dude hasn't directed a movie in so long. He's uh, had enough time to think about it. Oh, heavens. <laughs> I, I, He's got I, a lot of ideas rolling around in there. He needs to get him out. I feel like, I feel like there's room for all opinions on this film and none of them are unjustified. Yeah, I agree. 100%. But at the same token, that's part of why I'm such a defender of the of people who are critical of the movie because I when whenever I hear anybody say, "Well, you can't expect it to this and you can't expect that." It's like, "Actually, you can." And if your expectations aren't met, it's natural that you would react this way. Right? And anybody who says that you've got to do this and you got to do that, I'm going to remind you that I studied art. I have an art degree, which is not something you can usually use for bragging rights. Um, but in this case, I'm going to say that there's a lot of discussion around whether the onus is on you as the artist to provide what the the person who's going to experience your art wants and how wide of a net that you're going to cast. I would say in blockbuster cinema, that nest ought to be pretty dang wide. The onus is on the artist, not the audience. So if an audience member is critical, regardless of what their expectations going in, their opinion is no less valid than anyone else's opinion. Mm -hmm. The thing that I, the only thing, I mean, the, when, when I hear people critical of people being critical, I'm like, wow, how much do you think that person being critical's opinion is useless? Can you multiply that times 30 because you are being critical of the critical opinion? Can we do two? I'm better at multiplying by two. It's easier. Yeah. 30 is hard. 30 is a little tricky. You, you got to move the zero and triple it. I am fine with people oh, being critical. Good one. I, I'm I, sorry. I didn't direct. I wasn't trying to direct. Well, it you. felt directed. So I'm going to respond. <laughs> um, and I have no problems because I have many of the same criticisms. But what I don't, what I personally don't like is when the same criticisms are being said by the same people are being overly said mm -hmm. multiple times that's to me is what the griping is it's like okay you've said your opinion i agree with you you don't need to keep beating it in because then at that point to me it sounds like you're trying to justify your anger towards it in a way that goes beyond just criticism i think if we're, i mean if we want to dive deep into that i think a large part of that is just the emotional the well, emotion of, of, of just, an instant response let me just say on the the opposite side of someone's trying to overly defend that's the same the same point yeah it's like well this is great and then you keep saying well this is these things are great and keep overly de defending it or being criti you know critical what? of it interestingly enough i will i want to say real quick at uh when we were at at our our new year's uh retreat uh, you know, several friends of the show were there who had all felt, you know, lukewarm, but positive. 
about the film and they got to talking in greater detail. And I was part of the conversation, but I was I was consciously avoiding leading the conversation. I was very much just trying to take a part in it. Right. Um, because I knew I was opinionated and I'd gotten also I'd have gotten most of my exegeting done in our spoiler cast. And I listened to these three people who all liked the movie, but had a lot of questions. And the more the discussion went on, they were laughing because of how much they were starting to hate the movie. The more they talked about it. I mean, for people who don't have a venue to have those discussions and things like that, listen to all. And again, I'm not directing this in direct response to what you said. I just kind of wanted to add this um, that like the more they thought about it, the more they were la- I mean, they were literally laughing like, I didn't realize I hated that movie. Like, the more I think about what, because a lot of people just don't stop and think, and that's great. That is great. If you are not the analytical kind at all, you know, to skip through life and just, you know, have a kind of base instinctual opinion on stuff, I envy that in a lot of ways, because there are times where I just really wish I could shut my brain off uh, and not be critical. Um, but it was really interesting to see them go through that change that kind of metamorphosis I do that all the time i love doing it yeah well yeah you throw booze down your gullet that's one you, way to you do don't it. need no you don't need no brain <laughs> but uh, I, I do think we all from all sides suffer sometimes from group think yeah in, in that regard yeah we should just have a group hug and i was i was laughing hysterically when this was going down I was, I was cracking up i'm like you guys are all starting to sound more like me you know, and how I have talked about. So I'm still like, well, let's go see this again. And then Garrick was there the next night. We would see it. And everyone was kind of like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. It was it was it was better than the end of that conversation. So this this film, the thing about this film is that it uh, it seems like a lot of people who uh, from a lot of different personality types and a lot of different anal- analytical types are, are trying to figure out how best to digest it. And I think it may be defensible on that point alone to say that from a very from a technical perspective, this movie wasn't a mastercraft. Because if people don't know how to digest, I mean, there's other things where you can say, you know, wow, a lot of people didn't know how to digest Picasso, but he was still amazing. Okay, history tells you he was amazing. Is he amazing today? Would he be amazing in today's context? You know, there's always more questions asked. And I think that in terms of a movie, when you've got so many people who just can't figure out what to make of it that's dangerous because well, it, how much are they going to be willing to invest in future well, and properties I think, and stuff like that I, I think what you've guys said is really kind of a critical point um when you're making um when the, one of the bigger flaws is using uh, bad physics yeah to, for as the a plot. plot yeah that's oh, that's, bad. that's that's a gaping hole yeah uh i'm sorry but if you push a ship in space, it keeps going. It's going to keep going for a long, that's long just, time. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Um. So those kind of, and and then when you put in something like Candlebite, for yeah. no reason, mm-hmm. those 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 two things for me are the biggest gaping problems. I How have. he hates Star Wars. You guys heard but, it. You guys hear whoa, that? But, How he hates Star Wars. Uh, that's amazing. I thought Mike hated. I Star loved Wars. <laughs> half the cast this movie, hates Star Wars. I loved Luke from the very beginning, and I know it wasn't the Luke that I was hoping and expecting for, but I loved him in this movie. We knew it wasn't going to be the Luke we hoped and expected. Mike was for months going, ha, 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 ha. he was like yeah, Krillin was, on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I understand why Mike's disappointed. He died and, in episode there's, one? There's a part of me that's like, I would have kind of liked to have seen that, but I really enjoyed what I did get. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved 
the the relationship the the story of Ray and Kylo. That's my favorite part of yeah. the Yeah. Yes. For and, sure. and like we said earlier, it's a it's a shame that it felt like it was compressed. Yeah. To allow for yeah. everything else. Yeah. I, I would have loved more of that, man. Yeah. More of her ex- exploration into the dark side that she was going down. I don't seem to agree with anybody that uh, that 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 I saw it with about whether or not Snoke said that he allowed, like he created yes, their connection. He did that's what he said. I thought he said he just created her illusion that she could uh, af- affect him, that she that he had a weakness that she could change him. That's how I interpreted what he said. I, not I, that he created. And the I think link. that's the point. I think there is kind of some openness yeah, there for and, interpretation. And, well, so. I don't know if it was open for interpretation or if it was open because it just wasn't. That's my that's the thing. I don't feel confident that that was done on purpose. I don't feel confident right. that it wasn't just they did there's, a poor job of There's honestly there's a lot of those little things in there. And that and it leaves me itchy it's, because we came out of Force Awakens going, what is this? What is this? And what is this? But because Force Awakens was so duh simple. You know what was funny because uh, I, I don't know which I, one's better. I, we, we've talked a lot of <laughs> podcasts. What, what we, I don't mean movie wise. I mean, the difference of those. <laughs> we, we talked about, you know, OK, where Ray come from and, and who Snoke. We've talked a lot about that. Yeah, there's the expectation to have that. But when we went through the movie and Snoke dead, it did not bother me a single bit that I didn't get any of that. You're a weirdo. You're a weird person. <laughs> and, and maybe it, maybe so. And it didn't bother me. In fact, I the more I had time to digest the fact that Ray's parents are whatever they are. Yeah. I actually, it almost, it almost brings the force back to, well, it's anybody's force. Yeah. Any back, you know, well, when and we that's talked definitely about, what the movie is kind of, yeah, when we talked about, yeah. uh, um, how, when they introduced midichlorians and it's like, well, now if that was one of the biggest things in our childhood, that was like, Oh, I could be a force user and, yeah. And that was fun. It's almost like they were you kind know, of bringing that back. I haven't heard anybody say that specifically, whether or not they felt like that, the whole theme of this movie that, you know, the force can come from anywhere is kind of maybe like a slight erasure or at least a, a, a look over here, a bait and switch of the whole midichlorian debacle from the prequel. I mean, everybody asked JJ right. if he was going to bring back right. midichlorians to JJ it was flat out. No, I'm not bringing back. Midichlorians. No, are you kidding me? Absolutely not. You know, before the movies came out, it's one of the things that he put his foot down and said, Oh, hell no. You know, but in this way, it's kind of like shoving that whole chosen one crap away and embracing this whole, you know, it could be anywhere. But at the same time, it also had like the avatars of darkness and light. That kind of whole theme mm-hmm. was brought yeah. up, which kind of goes in spiritual conflict a little with. I mean, that's kind of my problem with this movie. Like it, not the questions themselves from The Force Awakens, but the fact that like we had two or three main questions when we walked out. These are the things we need to know because the Force Awaken was literally a levels of simple in terms of plot. Mm-hmm. Okay, which that's not necessarily a good thing. Now we have this movie where it's like forget about those big questions, but question literally every damn thing we did in this movie because it's not really clear at all. And now I'm yeah. like, yeah. I, 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 I don't. Well, I'm not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost. I, I want some kind of affirmation that there are these things that are themes that are going to actually follow through. Yeah, like you, like <laughs> what you did here was intentional. The way yes. you worded it was intentional. Yes. The way you positioned these things were intentional. Yeah. The and way we're Yoda- left with, well, I, maybe. Yeah. The know, way Yoda are, caught the tree on fire yeah. with lightning was intentional. I don't but, think I'm ever going to get that. Yeah. I, that Yoda scene. 
again. I love that scene, but I, that one thing just sticks in my craw. I, I, I was, I was there the whole time with that thing. But yeah, the pro- here's here's the problem. I and a lot what, of people. Hey, Mike, what's the problem? <laughs> the problem. <laughs> Surprise. A lot of people were were ticked off saying that they didn't like the themes and the way things were going and and you know us old trilogy people just don't like the new direction and no, blah blah blah. Just, we're old people. Right. Well, I think I think That's, we do have to stop and and our history with Star Wars does color our of course it does. Yeah, I but, think that's a good but, because I think there's a lot of younger people who feel and, and differently. And here's here's how I came out of this this movie feeling. I'm fine with the new direction. I'm fine with with what they've done. I'm even kind of fine that Luke died. Unbelievably, I'm I'm saying this out loud. Um, I'm kind of a little shocked by that. But you bastard. <laughs> but their treatment in the film was just wrong, man. There was better ways to do these things the, that would have use given. The right if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna kill off Luke or you're gonna you know yeah. you kill off Han or whatever. You can do it in a way that pays homage to the old yeah. without just crapping all over Brian, it. And I'm Brian sorry, and I, suicidal Luke crapped all over Luke. Brian and I were actually looking at what are very subtle things that could have done differently that would have made us okay with things we don't like, right? That we love playing that game. Like, what's a tiny thing that would have made this completely okay? And uh, it, it really is kind of a game. He, you know, we, we actually studied art together and we are stupid in this way when we get around each other. But, um, we we were talking about that scene in particular and about how Luke falls down like, you know, exhausted, falls, you know, on his back. He's clutching his chest or whatever, I, you know, probably, you know, splashing some green uh, booby milk on his face. Right. <laughs> it's good for the heart. Yeah. And, and, and he's like, huh, huh, and he could have died right then. He could have just held still, got a look of peace on his face, got control of himself, fade away. But instead he got up. Sat back up, got in the meditation pose, and then decided to die. And that is confusing. If he died because he gave everything he had into doing what he did, he would have died with a look of peace on his face while right after it happened. And it's very subtle. It's very subtle. But that would have convinced us. Oh, he sacrificed himself. And at the very last second, he okay. knew he was in I'm, control. I'm starting to get why that was such, a, was such an issue with like... You, Mike, and, and maybe I don't know about you if that was an issue with you. Kelly, it, it was not as much for, because as for I, Mike, but absolutely but, was. But that's why I took it, even though that that's happened, how a lot of people took. But it. now I understand why that people might have. But, the, but so the question, the question, though, is before we go on, why? Why did he have to get back up and go into happy meditation pose? I can and then tell die? you the reason. What's it's because the purpose? The purpose was so that he could have the little two son moment, and he's just he has. Why? It's it's well, dude. It's the same thing as, well, as Lucas. Is, no, they're it's the same thing as Lucas's daughter looking in the in the in the camera for thirty seconds. Yeah, everything's got to be hand He wanted that moment. He so wanted to have that moment. He could have looked down. He could while on his back. He could have blinked. Sweat. Dripping off his forehead and his eyelids, he could have blinked and looked down his chest and seen those same damn twin sons with the music playing, and then had a, and then that could have been the peace washing over his face, and he died, and that would have done it. That would have been Luke sacrificed himself, but but instead he got up and said, "Okay, I'm checking out." (laughs) But not for me. So for for me, okay, that's slightly better. What you've described is slightly better for me. Right. Uh, Well, I'm not. I'm not here to solve all the world's (laughs) problems. I understand. But man, if you, I mean. I'm sorry. I I much would have preferred a Luke that 
actually showed up at Cantobite and actually had a, a physical confrontation. Oh, I'd love to have shown up at Cantobite. That would have that been That would have awesome. made Cantobite a lot <laughs> more interesting. I'm sorry, Crate. <laughs> Riding on a wild camel horse. I'm sorry, Crate. If he would have physically showed up at Crate and had a physical confrontation and sacrificed himself in some way, man, I, I would be all in. I'd be probably singing the praises of this movie. But that wouldn't have had the gotcha last. <laughs> gotcha la- oh. The gotcha last was he did exactly that, but Toad's not really. But yes, yeah, still kind of. <laughs> still, I, sorry, I man. Think I reckoned it. You know, instead of he'd actually gone to Tatooine, like he was actually standing on the sands of Tatooine, and it, like a blue hand just grabs his shoulder, and he kind of looks back, but you don't really see who it is, and then he just kind of fades off there. Yeah, we talked about the blue of, hand, didn't we? Uh, yeah. years. I loved that idea. I thought that was way poetic. Whether it like was Obi Wan or Anakin, but just you just you don't see who it is. You just see him turn around, smile, and fade. Go, go, yeah. he go, he go. But do it on crate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, man. I I don't know. I don't know, dude. That X wing Suic- was so I'm sorry. waterlogged. Suicidal Luke is not the right. Yeah, it's not feel, the right treatment for Luke. But it's see, that's not. why I think like heart attack Luke laying down I, and he's he's dying and he looks he sees his son again that he had, again. It's better. Slightly it's better. better. It's I don't, slightly and, better. And but it's such you, a slight difference. You it's say suicidal a, Luke. I say I, I I still say I gave my life up. For this, I, but yeah, yeah, yeah but, I, but I, terms, I would I would agree with that, except get, for the what we know now about the beginning of the movie, him that in he his was formal be, robes, yeah, and he was take, getting ready to take his own life off himself. There, yeah, there's, but there's a but lot he, of mud in the waters, and that's actually I think the overall problem with the I, film. But he wouldn't have, he would not have done what he did if he just wanted to get out of, out of life. Well, that's what he was going to do. Well, I, I understand that. Yeah. But he just. Or, he, oh, you're saying I don't want suicidal guys, Luke from the beginning. Uh, yeah, no he, suicidal. Uh, gotcha, Luke. I got he even right. sa- he says in the movie. He physically says in the movie, "I have come here to die." He says that in the movie. That's the one thing I picked up on the second yep. time through I, that I, I did not also, pick up. The first I'm with you, I've been I'm, working. I understand up. where you're coming from. So now, not only right. is he suicidal, Luke. He's he's suicidal, but takes thirty years to work up or fifteen <laughs> years to work up the balls. Yes, Luke. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot. That's my problem. There's a lot of mud in these waters where big implications are not treated carefully. And honestly, they're not treated is, carefully. Well, and this that's, is and stuff- that's what I would say too, because yeah. I this none of this bothers me mm-hmm. because I can think, okay, well, he came. He obviously was very distraught over what happened. He came there. He was planning on, I'm just going to die out here. See, for me, and then eventually he came to the decision, you know what, why wait any longer? Might as well end it now. For me, it's going to take years to fully convince my frontal cortex of all those things that will make me more comfortable from what I my first impressions were. Whether my first impressions are wrong, right, inaccurate, accurate. Again, the water was too muddy. I'm not at fault. But it's going to take me years we to never get got into the water to get comfortable with like some of this head cannon and after cannon stuff. To the point where I can watch the movie and not be jarred a little bit by all those things. Well, you know? and that's—I don't look forward to having to work through. All that. of this is going to be well, dependent. On, all of this is going to be dependent on what JJ does with the third movie. So. You know what, JJ, what you, you think uh, you think that RT score is going to affect what JJ's <laughs> any decisions that he's going to make there, Mike? Well, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about a little bit because oh. this has been very interesting. One of the things that we were kind of tracking, and we even mentioned it. I think at the time that we recorded our. Uh, review cast of the movie, um, it was tracking at what fifty five, fifty four percent, fifty six, and falling every day yeah, by one like percent. Okay, so today, as we record, I went and and I looked at this, and I was actually, I got to say, I was shocked 
It's at forty nine percent right now on audience Rotten score. Tomatoes. Audience yeah, the audience yeah. score. Yeah, not the not the critic score. Yeah, we're focusing, yeah, we mentioned that last week. Right. So we talked about that a little bit and the difference between the two. But um, the one thing I did want to bring up to you guys and maybe kind of get our, you know, how we rank the movies and whatnot. Yep. Um, th- this is how Rotten Tomatoes ranks these movies, and I was shocked. All audience scores. All audience scores, okay. all nine movies. Okay. Okay. Start at the top. Start at the top. Uh, Empire, Stri- hope. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back, 97%. Oh. Yep, he called a ball instead of a strike. Bye. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> okay. Number two, New Hope, 96%. There you go. Yeah, man. that's on So right man. there, man. Okay, number three, Return of the Jedi, 94%. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, completely what I would expect. I'm not bad with any of these. Well, no, huh? Yeah, what? these are numbers that were for Rotten Tomatoes when Rotten Tomatoes became a thing. Well, sure. they're current. So, yeah, it's time. Time, of course, yeah. warps all of this. Uh, this all... Th- th- I'm saying this did not exist when the film came out. Right. Correct. The film. These but films. people have people can get on and they can they can rank past movies so, and, and so, all that stuff. So. Yeah. Old well, movies, you're going to have a little more nostalgia or perhaps, whatever yeah. for. I, I agree. agree. I think Gone I'm not saying with, these okay. were, I believe numbers. Gone with the Wind is a garbage movie. What's the I end value? What's, what's uh, Garden with the Wind uh, Rotten Tomatoes score? <laughs> I'm going to check okay. while Mike continues. You, 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 you say that, Howie, but Force Awakens, 88%. I mean, that was that that's, came out two years ago. And that surprised and me. Right I would expect there. that to be in the in the low 70s, honestly. Yeah. No, Force Awakens, 88%, um, which is about where I ranked it. Well, remember, honestly. when we first came out of the movie, we were a yeah. lot more favorable to it as a group, a lot more favorable to it than yes. we were yeah. as a group afterwards. I got to say, with, with and, and so it's these... not like people go back and revi- revise their scores. People aren't going to do that. Well, hold on to your butts. <laughs> <laughs> some some movies might want that to happen. <laughs> okay, so Force, Awa- uh, Force Awakens, 88%. Rogue One, 87%. Mm-hmm. Now, I would mm-hmm. rank that higher, but that's about where I think most people have ranked it. That doesn't in the surprise me. I feel like hardcore fans hold Rogue One in higher esteem, uh, not compared to Force Awakens, but compared to casual fans. Right. I think that... I agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me at all. Okay. Revenge of the Six, number six, 65%. Revenge mm. of the Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why were six revenging? Because seven, eight, nine. Oh. Hey, oh. 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 Number seven, <laughs> The Phantom Menace at 59%. No, that's number six. No, <laughs> number seven, The Phantom Menace, 59%. Oh, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the text you sent earlier. No, oh, I must. Oh, because I think I put Rogue One in there after the fact. Yeah, that's what it is. Sorry, yep. man. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, okay, number eight, Attack of the Clones, 57%. What does this tell you? And The Last Jedi at 49%. Dude. Oh, come on. Attack of the Clones at 57%. Last Jedi, 49%. That's That's rough. And Rotten Tomatoes did exist. Yeah. Yeah. And and, yeah. That's rough. I I honestly. I don't think that's right. I've not been that thrilled with Rotten Tomatoes over the last several years because I don't feel like it's, for me, it's gotten it right. Just like we talked about last week. And it's, I still don't think these are. Right. I don't. I don't personalize anything from Rotten Tomatoes. To me, it's just an object or a, uh, an objective well, that's, look. And my and my point being, take it, take it for if, what it is. Yeah. It's a Let's place say, where people can go and, and okay, rank I, it. From I, I, one I know, to five. but I'm trying to make a point. And my point being, if you went and you were upset with the Last Jedi right when it came out, and you uh, ranked it on Rotten Tomatoes, and then you went and saw it a couple weeks later, do you think you would go back and revise your score? You just said that nobody revises their score earlier. 
and that's my point is whether you people were upset with this right okay. from the get-go. So if you saw The Force Awakens and you thought it was awesome, but then you saw all the problems with it later, would you go back and revise Probably your not. Okay. Well, so I got, it I doesn't matter. Ask, it's I gotta still ask statistically this question. even. I gotta ask this question, though. Take take The Last Jedi out of this list. Is this pretty much how you would rank the movies? Yep. I no, mean, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Eh. What's what's different, Howie, for you? The Last Jedi. I said take Last Jedi <laughs> oh, out I, of the I, list. I was listening to other people Are, talking. So. Take Last Jedi out of this list. Is this pretty much how you would rank the movies? Someone said. What do you mean by pretty much? Uh, of course there's going to be differences, man. You're going to put New <laughs> well, Hope the, at the top. I'm going to put Empire at the top. But Empire yeah. and New Hope are, are number well, one and for, number two. Yeah, it, well, of course, you know, Return I know of you the want Jedi Return of the top. Jedi. But again, okay, so it's top three. So it's pretty close. To me, this is very close to how I would rank these movies. The the original trilogy are all within three percent of each other. The uh, Force Awakens sits just slightly lower, and then the prequel trilogy are all within eight percent or right. yeah eight percent of each other. I think all of us. So regardless of where you would throw the things in those two trilogies, I think we can all. I think all of us would agree that yeah, you've got the original trilogy, and then you know uh, Force Awakens, and then the prequel trilogy. Before you talk about Last Jedi or Rogue One, okay. So with for for me, I mean, say what you want about Rotten Tomatoes. To me, this flushes out pretty much what I would expect from most a, a wide audience. Yeah, for completely screwing people's behaviors and how they interact with things from a completely like wide, uh, wide, what's the word, uh, selection statistical look. This does reflect in a lot of ways what we think. Yeah, as well. So if you look at it and you're like, well, that is kind of in line with what we think. Uh, but then you have the Last Jedi. Last Jedi is a giant curveball. There's something to be said there. There, there. There's eyebrows to be raised, questions to be asked about why that's the case. And, and for those of us who think that Last Jedi is pretty, frankly, I disagree. I think the Last Jedi is superior to episode one and two. Um, in terms of technical movies, I still think that acting, directing, uh, story, nah, maybe not story, but the actual you know dialogue and stuff. Well, oh, the the story in the one and two. Are the, the, the overall fine, stories are fine. It's just the the getting through them that's bad. I think I think I think all I'm pointing out. True, all yeah. I'm trying to point out here is that Rotten Tomatoes. I think from again taking Last Jedi out of the mix, somewhat reflects what I think most people, most people that I talk to, basically the, the, the original trilogy is at the top, the prequels are at the bottom and the new ones are kind of in the middle. And there's something to be said. We can make all this, we can, we can write all these like quasi valid excuses for the difference in opinions on last Jedi. Uh, well, time changes, blah, blah, blah. Things are weird. But the fact that, you know, the original trilogy is overwhelmingly higher than the prequel trilogy, but of course Ro- it is. Of course, but and this is the curveball that breaks the argument. Rogue One and The Force Awakens are not. As much as we want to say, "Oh, new stuff's different. We need to get with the Tams." Young people like bad puns. We can say that all we want, but the truth of the matter is, Rogue One and, and The Force Awakens have both, from from a statistical audience perspective. And a critical audience perspective, I think. I, mean, I shouldn't say that, though. But from a statistical audience perspective, they are held in higher regard than the prequel trilogy. So there is no just 
this is a time thing and a getting older thing because we've already proven that actually we do like the newer stuff better than some of the older stuff. It's just that the really old stuff was made by different filmmakers who, and I include, I'm including the prequels that the, those movies were not made by the same filmmakers who made the prequel trilogy. I'm, I don't care about George Lucas, George different, Lucas, different people made those movies. And George I just Lucas think that we don't, we're, we're, we're losing something. We don't know how times change. Styles change. Styles are lost. And I think the styles being lost. And I don't think there's any excuse for that. It's just something that we more or less have to accept. I, well, I, I would disagree with you a little bit on that because you said the styles being lost. I, I feel like Rogue One was an example of where they were dead on. It was really close. It was I rank, really close. I rank Rogue One number two I, or number three. But I hear, list. I do hear a Whoa. lot of non, nice. non real big Star Wars fans do not like Rogue One. We just said that. Well, there and are, the thing is, I hear it a lot. Rogue One had, I, what Mike's talking about is, is feel. Rogue One had the feel, the pol- the same kind of polish. The problem is Rogue One, given the fact that it was the first, a Star Wars tragedy. You know what I mean? Every, everybody dies that is going to uh, throw a giant yeah, curveball well, i'm sorry but yeah tragedy films and, and stories just don't get as much love as well the the, the, ones do, the, so. the the criticisms they i've don't. heard of rogue right. one yeah. i'm agreeing with you the oh, criticisms, okay. I thought that was sarcastic. Yeah. The criticisms <laughs> i've heard of rogue one are that that you know it was too fast paced and and we had to care about these characters real fast and then they all died and and i get that criticism i really do yeah, I understand but that. for for what it is it i mean it worked for me i it, mean it, it, it was felt, an experiment yeah and I felt like they got it right, and and it has the look and, and yeah. the feel of a Star Wars film. My expectations were significantly lower than going into the Last Jedi for for Rogue One. Oh, really? I, I well because I think mine were about the same. Because oh, it I was, haven't thought about it, but yeah. well, I, I think the for me the difference was the fact that this was the the main the main storyline Star Wars. Yeah. So it's got a it's a it's your bigger property, right? Yeah, for me that's like well, more on the line, easier to beef up. So <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're saying that you had lower expectations for Rogue One or you had lower expectations for last year? Lower expectations for Rogue One. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Right. Well, that makes yeah. sense. I see and and that kind of hits on a little bit I guess my my overall disappointment with Last Jedi. Part of this is the fact that we've studied this for, you know, uh, two years, right? Man, this and can you get your PhD in Star Wars? Because I feel like we've earned ours. <laughs> well, now. can you get that? I that feel like you can get. I feel like out of everybody in, uh, on this podcast, I was the biggest cheerleader for Ryan Johnson. I felt like he was going to come in and he was going to well, do something that was different. I was cheerleading was, Ryan Johnson before it was cool. I mean, I just oh, you're Ryan Johnson. Hits all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that my disappointment is rooted in the fact that I thought Ryan Johnson was going to come in and do something that was really thought provoking and really different. And it really was not. I, I know that and that's hard for me to swallow. Yeah. I, I, for me, I was, I was tempering it because just Ryan Johnson it, wasn't spit it. Ryan Johnson was not as tempered. As he could have been, you know, he was not. He he he'd done a couple of good things. All I, right? I think I, he'd he, done a couple of things that I didn't like as much. And so going into it, I, I, my feel was that with with everything on the line and with that, with so many fingers in the pie, I was worried that he was going to try to do a couple of things that he wasn't 
that good or experienced at in order to paint by or fill in the gaps that Star Wars is supposed to have. In Cordy right? Fingers humor. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it's huge. <laughs> huge. There's he he has made a movie that is completely bereft of humor. In no, fact, I, I most, completely agree. Yeah. I think not this I th- one. But, I almost think he just got in there and was like, oh, crap. Now is, I need to do this. and I need I'm, to do this. And it just wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't him. No, right. And I think had he been him, it would have been a lot better. Film. I agree. I agree completely. Yeah, it, it that but does I, I'm beg not the question. It was Kathleen Kennedy, Kennedy uh, Kathleen Hennessy, <laughs> looming over him. Delicious. No, I think it's honestly I, he stepped in. And yeah, he, he and was like felt the, like he yeah. had to do all that. Yeah. But see, this is this maybe, is where maybe we're wrong. This is, could be. what it feels like. I mean, and I keep going back to this, but I, that's why I feel like the pacing of these films not not the film itself, but the pacing of the scheduling to get yeah. get them filmed and done and written and in, in, in the you know in the theaters is too fast it's well, just too yeah. fast for them to be able to be critically looked at and to you know to crystallize and and to edit and to change them into something that is timeless yeah and 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 why is the film so long it didn't need to be goddamn <laughs> no, bite. yeah get rid of canto bite and you have a great film and, and to Who's me that's that's part of good film. filmmaking is Condensing the story, story so you're concise, you can p- convey the plots, and and you execute it. I'm sorry, Who's, I feel like I feel like since the the uh, the um, Lord of the Rings trilogy that everybody thinks they can make two and a half three hour movies now, and it's cool. No, it's fucking not. How is, how is Blade Runner 2049 for you, Mike? Well, I haven't got there yet. <laughs> oh, you haven't watched it? That's different. I got it. I I it's, ordered it on Blu-ray. I have I've sight unseen. I've ordered fingers. it on Blu-ray. Three hours. I know. Wow. I, I'm fine with that, but that's different. It's to also me, the slowest paced movie ever made. <laughs> to oh my me, word! I to was, me, that's an art I was film. Enjoying that's it, a but different. I was having a hard time. <laughs> I actually, I loved away. the movie, but yes, same. Blade Blade Runner is a different viewing experience. It is. It is. It is. But yeah, uh, yeah okay, I, you know, it, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's too much. There's there's one thing when you talk about the Lord of the Rings because there's a lot there. The story is already established. I get it, and most people know the story. It's and, another thing when you're talking Hobbit. Yep, <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. No, no, right. I think, no I think I'm, I'm agreeing with you. The yeah. length of those films. Apparently, was you guys fine. think I don't agree with you ever. So Gosh, <laughs> I am. I'm just so saying. Contrary. I'm just clarifying that. Yeah, those films are fine. But Lord no, of the Mike, Rings, I'm agreeing with you. Lord of the Rings is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Last Jedi is not Lord of the Rings. No, and, 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 yeah, that's and the point I was trying to make. Is Ooh, and, but what if it was? None there. of them are JFK. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> again, another the, long movie that I love, which yeah, has not I, been her it it is, intermission. That's what I needed. Yeah. Intermission or Ooh. gone with the wind by yeah. that's for, all good. For, yeah. What that was matter. the, what was gone? Uh, Oddly enough, or, the critic score and the audience score are tied at 93%. I, and, and you might not know this. All of them are wrong. Yeah, I agree with that too. I Gone hate with the that wind? movie so much. Oh man, last time I saw Gone with the Wind, I was in middle school. I know I it's never a technical, finished it because it was terrible. I know it's a technical masterpiece. Is I it? know it is a technical masterpiece. But sweet jumping justice, her over oh, her overacting just kills me. Okay, but that was a that style was back then. Though. Corey, do you know, know that's was no that actor. was the character. No, it, it was poorly done. Everybody loved no. it. Vivian Lee. I just want to make forever. sure that you understand that when you adjust for inflation, Gone with the Wind by far is still is the highest grossing movie of all time. Of all time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And you know what? And you know why? Because all the movies back then were even worse than it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because they had one movie hey, out every six months. That's like, another reason. Like okay, so is, is I know I like a lot dogging on Gone with too. the Wind now kind of like trying to compare quarterbacks of today versus like 
Joe Namath. Oh, no, absolutely. In its time, time, it is absolutely justified that it was as successful as it was. Absolutely. And it's just like my parents still watch. They'll just turn on Turner Classic Movies if that still exists. And that's all they watch. Maybe they'll take a Fox News break every now and then. But that's all they're going to watch because they want to watch all old black and white films. And the fact of the matter is there's some black and white films that I treasure a lot. But most of it's dog crap because Hollywood was still trying. I mean, the craft was so young. And right now we're at a point where the craft is not young anymore. And in fact, the craft is starting to try to recycle, which is hard to do because there are so many people in the craft that you can't figure out who the master (laughs) craftsmen are anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, just, you know, side note, it's better for your TV to watch um, black and white. Movies. It mm-hmm. makes it last longer. Oh, well. oh, really? Oh, well. That's that's, a, that's an interesting question. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. It's a Wonderful no, Life all year it, long. No, I was just I got the black you. and white cut of Logan. Also, I love It's a Wonderful Life. You did? It came, came yeah. with the Blu-ray. Oh. I just called got the Noir. I just bl- bought it digital. Logan man. Noir. But that, that begs a, a, a an interesting question. I don't know if we got time to really go into it now, but yeah, who are today's filmmakers that are cutting edge and that you're like oh wow i wouldn't say cutting edge i would say like you said master craftsman master craftsman they don't then that's the thing oh who are who you know george lucas uh, i don't want to direct another one tv i don't want to direct another one who do i hire oh i'm just gonna hire somebody who is a proven master craftsman you know what i mean people don't want to mess with hollywood anymore i that i know that's the problem is that the machine has scared mastercraft away i agree with that completely and it sucks Again, and I'm every great. now and then you catch like an award season movie that you've never heard of but now everybody's bubbling about and you'll finally around february or or, or march get around to watching it and you'll sit down and watch this movie that you would have never seen because it was never pushed to you and you'll go holy crap that was really good but you know that if the entire world had been bubbling about it during award season you would have never seen it because they're not making those they're not making blockbusters that's blockbusters aren't supposed to be mastercraft anymore they're financially built machine well, pieces i'm seeing blockbusters now like just like the annualized franchise in gaming yeah that's what they are that, I, that's exactly how i'm starting to see them as well you know it's like all right assassin's creed unity f off i'm done with your franchise you know i was in it until now and now i'm out I'm lucky like i stuck seven, around after assassin's seven creed assassins Three. ago yeah. wasn't it yeah, yeah. a couple but oh, you guys lost me. This this whole this whole thing, yeah. This whole thing is it's not about the fact that people have changed. It's about the fact that the industry has changed. The audience, I do not believe the audiences have changed that much. I do not believe that if you put out a Star Wars right now that felt like Empire or Jedi, that young kids would be like, I don't know, I can't identify with it. No one said Chrome Dome the whole time. I don't believe that. I think that is a BS thing that we have made up to try to justify our own BS. And I really believe there are master craftsmen. And unfortunately, yeah, they don't stick out anymore because... You can't buy a master craftsman for cheap to come make your blockbuster, but you can go and get the kid who's made two decent films all by himself and you get him for cheap or them for cheap and then fire them or the other him for cheap and then fire. Them. You know what I mean? You can, you, if you're farming these kids, they're not the master craftsman. Well, your best bets to go find a guy who made three awesome movies, four yeah. awesome movies, 15, 20 years ago. Right. He's in his sixties. 
right? And all he wants to do now is just take something somebody else made and make, or, or, she. or she, and make the best thing out of it as possible. You know, that's where you're getting with Opie. That's where you're getting Ron Howard. He's like, you know what? I'll come in and I'll just try to, I'm going to take what you got and just try the best thing I can do. These are the, and again, Solo remains to be seen, but like I, that's Irvin Kirshner. That's what he was. He had some stuff under his belt. Nothing like Star Wars. Right. Nothing like that, but he, he was a movie maker, not a sci-fi guy, not a yeah. Star Wars guy. He was a movie maker and a right. damn good and and he just came in. It's like finding those those like needles. It's not a needle in the haystack, but the diamond in the rough. You look back and go, what are some really well-crafted things that just didn't get as much exposure? Let's find that guy and say, hey, would you mind coming into this monster property and doing what you did there to this? And you'll get that exposure. You'll go out on top. You'll be reaping royalties. You could pass on to your kids. I mean, this is how the machine's supposed to work. That's why it's. But so right de- now, we're just trying to farm babies. That's why it's so depressing to me, man. That I'm looking. I'm actually looking forward to J.J. Abrams coming back to the franchise because J.J. Abrams can fake it. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like he I'm, go- I'm gonna get. It. I'm gonna get an adequate story with with yep. J.J. He's gonna come in. He's gonna have. He was. I mean, you know, force. Say what you want about the Force Awakens and its plot and, and how simple it was and all that stuff. But he had the look and the feel, and he. I mean, he did it right, man. He will do he, movie by numbers. He made a, he he will made make a Star Wars film, he's, and he'll sit down and he's gonna color Princess Peach's hair yellow in her pink dress. He's not just right. gonna scribble green all over the page. Right. So yeah. is his next movie going to be an eighty-eight percent Rotten Tomato score? I I, I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I hope it is, man. It I hope it is. He's got it. He's got a weird miasma to pick up plot wise for what this trilogy's done so far. That's the other thing that I think that pisses me off about this is that you know what the hell's we, we we mentioned this in in the the review cast, but I mean we know now. I mean it's to me it's it's just patently obvious that there was no overarching story. Never there was. was no collaboration between Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams. Nope. J.J. just said, "Okay, here's what I've done. Here you go." And I, that, that's again that's I gotta the go not work on the next Star Trek film. See ya. Seriously, I mean <laughs> it's just been that's again. I think all these things have are weighing on me, and I think that's one of the things that's pushing this movie down Why can't so they much. Just put us in charge. <laughs> I don't even want that again. I, uh, I, that's why I'm looking forward to JJ being back because at least at least he's a known quantity. And and he, I don't I don't have all the best ideas, but I'd love to walk in the room and just have a day with them and walk through everything and go. Nope, that's dumb. That's dumb. That's dumb. That's dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> Try this instead. That's more palatable. That's dumb. Don't do that at all. Like I just want to do that. I just want to walk in and just have a little stop sign that I can tape to things. <laughs> but you xed out. 90% of all of our storyboards. <laughs> yep. Uh, all we have man. is R2 and C3PO. Yeah, didn't get enough of those in the last film. I like that. What? I would have liked that. C3PO standalone story. I think overall, getting back to the Rotten <laughs> Tomatoes nice. score, it feels like that 49%. To me, to me, it feels, I, I know how he feels differently, but to me, that 49% feels justified given given the extremes that we're seeing with I think people that, either yeah. loving or hating it. There's a there's little bit of F you in it. There's a little bit of F you in it. They've talked about hackers, even though there's no evidence of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy uh, that. And stuff like that. There's but people, there, I think there's, there's, so, there's people claiming to be. Yeah, there's. I think there's some angry fans who are going and creating account just to put. I'm not saying that people haven't done that, but I don't right. think that there's a way to do it in mass to, to affect the score in, in a uh, you know, in a oh, in a giant way. You don't know way. about programming. There's and there's ways. There's <laughs> ways. But but the fact that it still sits. But the fact that it still sits in the middle at forty nine percent doesn't seem evident of that. It seems to be in line with sediment right now. Is what you're saying? And I, I agree. 
sentiment. Are there, are there still hacking? Oh, yeah. hacking I mean, because okay, so I mean, because we've got we've got us as super fans and whatnot. I mean, but anecdotally, even the people you know, brother in laws and family and friends and whatever that I've come to, I've done the same thing that you said you did with your buddies the other week, mm. where you just kind of sat back and listened to them. I've done the same thing, and people who are just a lay fan and whatnot. I mean, there's a lot of eh, well, it was okay. And it's you like know. when I hear people say that, I'm like, what makes you want to say that it's okay? Because you just went, eh. we make it eh, sound. What makes it okay if it makes you right? Go, eh. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, wh- wh- why is that? Or do you just you, do you need it to be okay? Because I need it to be okay. I desperately need it to be okay. Why do you need it to be okay? You know, right, right. right. So. Anyway, interesting discussion, man. I'm glad everybody's kind of. Mike, I, I don't know. Mike, how, give me the revolver. <laughs> Mike, give me the revolver. I don't know how long we're going on time. Do you guys want to hit a few more of these? Uh, real we can quick, knock a couple or? out. All right. So, Ryan Johnson in the news this week. A lot of people, <laughs> there's been a lot of criticism, a lot of things that he's been responding to lately. But one of the more interesting ones that popped up this week was uh, the use of, at the end of the movie, you may recall. When he's force projecting to crate, um, Luke uses chooses to use well not only his uh, an image of himself that was I younger don't know, ten fifteen yeah years younger, uh, but he also chooses to use the blue lightsaber. Okay, Anakin saber, the Anakin saber, which seemed seems odd to a lot of people because it people, is people are saying. I mean, people understood the reason why he showed himself as a younger version of himself because that's what. Kylo Ren would have remembered the last time he saw him. Yep, he also would have remembered so him that, with the green lightsaber. Yes, he would have remembered the green lightsaber. Because <laughs> that's what he had in the flashback. <laughs> but uh, Johnson, so they asked Johnson, IGN asked Johnson about this, and his explanation was the following. Well, we wanted him, you know, the, the younger version of himself, just like we explained, but the the blue lightsaber for Kylo Ren had special meaning because it was Anakin's and he's an Anakin freak. And if you remember in Force Awakens, he looked at Ray when he saw the lightsaber and he said, that is mine. And uh, it had more impact, he felt, on Kylo at that time than the green lightsaber would have been. And that's great and all, except for the fact that Luke's playing pretty fast and loose with Ray's safety because she left with the blue lightsaber. And he's just going, well, gee, I, I I hope Kylo Ren's not aware of anything that it couldn't be there. Any reason why I wouldn't have it. <laughs> gee, gee, here's hoping. And here's the fun thing. He has a force. user. He now. saw it. Okay. He was there when it blew up, which they went further. When, All right. So oh here goes, the, here goes the further explanation. All right, shake an more mud into the water, Mike. <laughs> and again, why <coughs> I'll preface this by saying, usually when you have to exp- have this much exposition, you did it wrong, right? You did it <laughs> well, wrong. I've, I've, I didn't need it. <laughs> okay. A lot of us did. Yeah, most people did, I would say. He had don't, say no, don't say most. Don't say most. A lot. I'm going to say most. <laughs> because oh, well, that, they that, asked that him about shows this. You, that's, that, <laughs> never mind. Howie, I'm not going to go You deserve a word. It shows, that a, it shows that a press outlet <laughs> felt like it was a big enough question that they asked him directly about it. Yeah. So given that, <laughs> there is that. <laughs> given that, um, Johnson's explanation was that the blue lightsaber, um, that when it was broken during the fight between Kylo and, and Ray, that there was an explosion and they both were knocked out immediately. And that Kylo would not have necessarily understood or known 
that the blue lightsaber was destroyed in the battle. Plus, so his scar clearly, moved. His scar moved. So, <laughs> so while <laughs> wait a minute, so while Luke is sitting on 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 Octu, he's sitting there going, you know, I'm going to project myself with the blue lightsaber because. When the when the lightsaber was destroyed, Kylo was knocked out, and he totally wouldn't know about that. So this is what I'm gonna. I mean, that's the dumbest explanation. Well, Luke wouldn't, have, well, Luke wouldn't have known it was blown up. This is. I know that's why it doesn't this work. Is the same thing about like what you guys are complaining about with JJ. Yeah. was doing. That's what you have to feel like you have to justify because. I, I think it's kind of stupid that these people are asking these dumb questions anyway. Oh, no. I think these are legit questions because they're plot holes. They're continuity yeah. holes. For I, I never thought, because I, I originally thought, yeah, he picked that lightsaber because he wants to get in the. Rub his nose rub in his it. Rub his nose in it. That now, to me is the best answer. And I. Johnson's it. answer is an explanation for why Kylo would not have taken notice. But it's not an explanation for why Luke. I mean, it seems like it's it's just a happy coincidence, which again. But why does, Do, it, no, why wait, does wait, wait, it even wait. matter that he takes notice? It's a happy coincidence that Luke decided to rub his nose in it and Kylo didn't notice. You know what I mean? Wait, I'm confused about what you mean by Kylo there, didn't notice. That he was holding the, a lightsaber that was destroyed when Kylo and Rey were fighting over it. So there, he's saying, well, Kylo didn't see. I, I, that whole thing doesn't even matter to me. Because- it matters to people who who root this far in. And a lot of people do. Some people watch films and they just sit there and they let it lap over them like waves. And other people watch films and they dig into the ground like tree roots. And that it does affect people like <laughs> I that. I know, but to me, as Luke, I would want him to be like, "What? How? What? Where did that light? I don't. I don't understand." I because that's even more like upsetting him, getting under under his skin. Yeah, I don't know if that's what I, I think that, about. That the was problem his is that there's all these there's all this loose plot uh loose dirt and then there's all these assumptions being made supposedly by characters who oh thank goodness that worked. Uh, it just it's very miasmatic. I made that word up. It's too convoluted. I mean yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's one of those things I I think what do you guys I think I think we're making it too convoluted. No, that's no, what I, happens I, when you make a film right. like this. See, it goes back to I what do you guys send on an article point. or something this this week or the past day or something about um the filmmakers on Empire Strikes Back, right? Mm-hmm. Um and the the you know, they had asked him about what we were talking about earlier, the physics in space and all that stuff. And and does it matter? Does it not matter? Mm-hmm. You know, for example, it mattered in the in The Last Jedi because it was the major plot point. But what they were talking about in Empire Strikes Back was like, you know, when they were on the asteroid and, and they got out and walked around, there was fog and all that stuff. And there's no fog in space and blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the filmmakers were like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because that's a secondary thing. Nobody's going to pay attention to it. And it looks cool. It's, it looks it cool. Serves a purpose. It served the purpose. Right. right. It was, yeah, inside the belly of a beast, blah, blah, blah. So, but you in, know, in these movies, every one of these things has some piece of symbolism hanging on it. it right. Every one of these things that people are complaining about has meaning. And so people need, a lot of people need to be able to graduate it all or, you know, pull it all together. Right. And if and they I can't, just, it's really, really if, if 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 Johnson really did think that, and I think he did, I think he put thought into that I think scene. He put, and there was a reason yeah. why he chose that lightsaber. There was a reason, but right. it 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 just went too far. It, it failed went, to communicate. It, yeah, it went over yeah. the 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 head of most audience members, and it was a problem. I say it, it wasn't even noticed by most audience members. Probably not. Was just, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. Is it wouldn't be noticed, by but most. for the people who do, the people who do fully digest every morsel. I mean, honest to God, those are the people you need to work hardest for, obviously. 
and those are the people who yeah, are really your life. Yeah, especially when you have a $100 million budget, you better. I just, Shit. That, I, yeah. I, I, this is where Come I on. struggle because I'm sitting here like, I can think deep about this. and I know, but you're on the beach, man. It doesn't. Warm water. Warm water lapping up over you. I, I guess I, I have a hard time connecting why there, it's so so such a struggle to you know how it's great that it doesn't for, yeah. for you but for <laughs> yeah. some people it does no, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just making a point that i have a hard time understanding yeah but that's, just that's what i was talking about opening up and that's being transparent talking about a while ago saying that i envy people who don't have to dissect all this stuff because it's, well, it's that's not that's not what i'm saying but I'm sitting there. I dissected. I was like, "Yeah, he's got that because he wants to get under his skin." And then, yeah, I di- I said, "Yeah, he's got that because he wants to get under his skin." But it doesn't make sense that he made that decision uninformed when it could have put somebody else in danger, or it could have put his decision to do that at risk of of trying to project himself. Blah blah blah. blah. Like it goes way deeper because I'm I, I start piling on conflict, and I can't not do that without without chemical assistance. <laughs> <laughs> well. I would say there's always people like that in any decision that's ever made. And I would say in pulp, pop culture, nerd fandom, you have a greater concentration of that than in anything else. I mean, that you're talking about we 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 lead the charge in Aspergers. I know, but <laughs> why? Luke easily. This is how I justify it. He doesn't care. He I, all he wants to do is just get under his skin. I don't see that. I say Luke doesn't know, and that was a giant risk. And that's fine too. Either way. I have, but graduating when you can get away with one or two of those in a film, but when you got a lot of things where you got to pull them together, you keep got to pull the threads together and tying them off to make them work for yourself. It breaks down for a lot of people. It sucks. It sucks. But you know what? Careful filmmakers absolutely do plan around these things. That absolutely, it happens all the time. There are lots of movies that don't, that aren't this divisive for this very reason. Speaking well, of divisiveness in Star Wars, divisive. Speaking of divisiveness in Star Wars, uh, oh okay, Admiral Akbar's death <laughs> in the Last Jedi was pretty unceremonious. Good riddance. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa, dude! Wow! No, oh. you got you got Garrett going now, dude. It's Akbar, man. You woke up. I know, but their ships are always too humid and hot. How 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 is anyone going to be able to detect a trap now? Like Garrett, yeah, nobody's going like to be able to do yeah, it. You mean way no after the fact? No, oh, okay. There's no trap. No, he's the smartest man Split, alive. Wait a second before the trap is sprung. He senses it like he has the force. Oh, it's a trap. After it was a trap already. At, technically, well, Admiral Akbar was one of the. All right. The best, so for those, the best way to find a trap is to spring it. Everybody knows that. So for those who watched the movie but didn't necessarily understand what had happened. <laughs> Uh, during the scene where Kylo Ren leads an attack on Leia's ship, uh, the the bridge is attacked, and everyone, all the leadership of the rebellion is on, or the first uh, resistance order. I don't know. First, I don't know. What first, yes, first it resistance. Doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't damn matter. <laughs> all of them are sucked into space. Okay, so and that's where Leia's big scene is, and she pulls herself back on the ship by the force. Some people didn't realize or understand that uh, Admiral Ackbar was among the leadership. Uh, that was sucked up into space and killed. Okay, so yeah, he didn't. He didn't sense that trap. I'll give you that. Howie. He did not sense that <laughs> trap at all. I did see him get sucked out into space. It happened so fast. I went. That was a Mon Cal. Was that Admiral Akbar? Oh well, movie just changed scenes again. <laughs> I better keep up. <laughs> all right, and so we're done here. 
So uh, <laughs> again, a problem with having way too much movie in the. <laughs> yeah. So Huffington Post uh, noticed this scene. And, I know, and, and, I know, Huff-po. of course. Huffpo uh, <laughs> caught up with with uh, the editor of the Last Jedi, Bob Duxy, Duck Duxy, Duxay. Not sure how to pronounce his Bob last name. Bob the Duck. Got but it. they asked him specifically about Akbar because Akbar, as you know, is famous. Well, <laughs> more recently, probably famous for. Half of the memes on the internet right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, has become and that English guy's entire collection. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's <laughs> right. Has become an entity in and of itself. So they approached him about uh, Akbar's uh, again unceremonious death and uh, actually and the fact that he gets sucked out and you don't. There's no confirmation that it was him yeah. until later. They go every all the executives. Yes, uh, they right. all died, including Admiral Akbar. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that was them. Oh, crap. That one off. Oh crap! We just killed Akbar. We didn't mean to, I'd but I guess we gotta go with him. it. <laughs> I pour one out for him, but I already drank them all. Nobody told me. All right, we're going. So even uh, Mr. Duxy admits that. Yeah, you know what? I just saw the film, and I have second thoughts about that. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should have done more than a passing line for a, I mean okay 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 this admiral, is symptomatic for everything that I feel like Admiral Akbar was did was uh, not no, I agree with you I know it's just he was not in much, the movies he was not in the movies until Return of the Jedi he was only in correct you yes. know what well, well, did he get any screen he probably was on screen yeah there in the Force Awakens yes uh, I don't think he was in Rogue One I, those are different no Mon Cal he was not so but I mean, he he's beloved because he was, you know, it's a trap because he had a few lines and yeah, he was he weird looking That's and what he said. a good mouth movement and stuff that in Return said. of the Jedi. So, and we can't talk about the EU at all because all that got flushed no. down the, the crapper. We can because a lot of people it's in the Clone Wars feel close to Admiral Akbar right, because of that. Yeah, he was also in the Clone Wars, but I mean. They the did love the for same him think to Boba Fett. So what? I'm just saying. Yeah, Bo- Boba Fett was in two movies in the original trilogy. Wedge was in all and three. a holiday special. Wedge was in all three movies. Where are these characters? Where where why do we not seem to care about these tertiary characters okay. that people can cling to? Here's here's the thing. Because here's, we're crapping them out. Here's one of the problems that I had with the last Jedi that is that is a big problem for me. I am okay with passing the baton. Yeah. I am really okay with that. Yeah. Everybody expected that going into this trilogy. Right. The problem is this is this is the perfect example of it. Let's just kill off a beloved character and uh, it's a passing line and no big deal. Yeah. That's, if, that's if we're going to kill I... off a beloved character and make it a big deal, that's one thing. Right. Or even make it a little bit of a deal. Right. It doesn't have to be the biggest off, deal. We're just going <laughs> to kill off a character because, fuck you, it's not a good thing to do. On to, I mean, and, and this is in light of, of course, what, they've, well, what they I mean, did with they Han Solo. they didn't kill Snap Wexley. Come on. I'm sorry. Th- this is also yeah. in light of with what they did with Han Solo, that. and it's also in light of what they've Sexy done with Luke Wexley. Skywalker and what they have to do with uh, with Carrie Fisher in the next movie, okay? Yeah, They're just killing them off, okay? And here's the problem I have with this. You know, I'm sorry. I, again, I, I get the pass on the baton, but you can, you don't have to fucking kill everybody. Who do we have? You don't have to kill everybody. Who do we have? Do we, we have, we have Ready? Billy Lord and her big blue buddy. That's all. 
That's all in these two movies that we have in terms of tertiary characters that we can use to write some continuity. Snap and all she was, uh, you shut your mouth. Sexy wexy. All, in, fact, in, in the first movie, all she was was him. like a comms officer <laughs> over in the corner. And in the second movie, she's issuing commands Return and walking the quickly. Wexley. And I'm like, okay, you're taking your your valuable tertiary, tertiary character, raising episode it to a secondary eight. character, thereby ruining nine. it. Nine. Thereby ruining it completely. You know, Rose is too big. Where are these little people who are the threads that make us go, yeah, this has been an effort from beginning to end. They don't seem to give a shit because they have no long term vision. And Hera, again, again, Hera, we're, we're, there, there is such a focus. Come on. Hera was, Hera was there the whole time. There is such a focus on yeah, passing the Badan in quotes the that we're, we're just we're just killing them off with with no thought. Yeah. No thought put into it. I'm sorry. It, that's what pisses me off about Good this. Good riddance, Akbar. It's 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 crap, man. It's oh, crap filmmaking, and, and they're doing a disservice to the entire franchise. I don't think they have any vision. There's one thing you can give George Lucas. As much as he claimed, well, I always knew I was going to do this. And then two days later, well, I always knew I was going to do that. Like, he's a total liar. He's up in his own head. But when when they were in the thick of it, he wouldn't commit to crap. He would leave doors open to give himself wiggle room. You know what I mean? Uh, well, wait, wait, wait. And even after the movies came out with the books, no, 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 don't touch any of these characters. Don't do anything with them because I don't know what to do with them yet. Like, he knew where to leave boundaries, at least somewhat for himself. Of course, he, you know, reneged on some of it. But it was always about, well, no, 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 there's a future in that. There could be a future in that. There's potential in that. And that's what feels like yeah, it's lacking no, from I, these scripts. And I agree with that because you, you're getting rid of a lot of good things that yeah. you could be using later. Yeah. It, it just for what reason? Yeah. What does Billy Lord bring to Star Wars? What does freaking Greg g -g 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 bring to Star Wars? Nothing. But if they were quiet and invisible and had one or two lines, which really Greg g -g 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 didn't have much more than that in the first one. But like Billy Lord was way up in our faces in this movie. It's like you've got to have subtler thread to tie the continuity together. They don't know anything about continuity. I'm just, this is this is I'm just going to give um, a little anecdote about how I feel. You know they're they're doing with these characters. I walked out. I, I took my kids to see the movie this week, and my ten year old as we're walking out, you know, I didn't say nothing to her, and we're walking out of the movie, and she looks at me and she goes, "Dad, I really don't like the people that make this movie." And I'm like, "Really?" And she goes, "Yeah, they kill all the people that I love." And I'm like, "Yeah." Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How old is the, how old is this uh, senile adult that you're talking to? <laughs> ten. Ten. Well, you, she needs to accept that times are changing and the styles I, right, are different now, right. and that if she's if she really wants and, to enjoy the future of cinema, she needs yeah. to get on board. And the younger generation below her, this is what they love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but see, this is what I'm saying, man. You had Luke, Leia, and Han, right? Mm -hmm. Do we really need to kill all three of them in all three movies? No, no, man. One no, of them, I mean, one or two of them, could have lived, and it could have, you know, you just. You relic, you know, at some point you can just, again, pass the baton without killing people. Unless you all just, three of them put it in their contracts. <laughs> <laughs> you relegate them to secondary and tertiary, you know, you know, positions in the movies. That works so well. Who didn't think it was badass in Star Trek Six when Sulu shows up commanding the other? Uh, what was it? The the, the Excelsior? Right. Yeah, that, Excelsior. Yeah. That was awesome. You're like no one was sitting there going, "Where's Sulu? Why the hell is Sulu?" Maybe a few people were like, "Where the hell is Sulu?" And then Sulu shows up and goes, "Oh that was, my!" And <laughs> just and like knocks it out of the park because guess what? He's part of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's the kind of stuff that hits hard. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Hell, even the Spock character in the new Star Trek movies, man. Yeah. You know, the old Spock, you know, yep. that, well, let's, you know, let's go talk to old Spock, you yep. know? I mean, 
you know, What's they didn't doing? feel the need to just kill everybody. Not and, anymore, but. Yeah, <laughs> well, did. not anymore. They can't. God rest his soul. CGI him. You can't CG Leonard anymore. Nobody can get Nobody those can hard help. brows right. <laughs> Nobody. But yeah. 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 And you, you can tell when they have they have a story put together and when they don't. Yeah. Again. Uh, you know, between like right. the three films. I like, uh, this is not a film, but Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. What, what season are we on? Garrick it's a three? robot three. Yeah, I just started season two, like, and I feel like I missed half of season one. I don't I'm, know what the hell's going on. I'm, I that I, it feels like. Point. Sorry, I did a mic. Um, <laughs> to the mic, to the mic. Um, I feel like after I finished season three, I'm like, did they have all these se- um, seasons already written and put together? Yeah, and then that, that a good feeling. Yeah, because you're like this. Yeah, this is great. so put the either they're really good at just coming up with it and making it flow really well or they had it all done and to prove how that doesn't matter that much to people look at how popular lost was also jj abrams lost had no plan and i said it the whole time in the series on i said this this show does not know what's going and they're like oh no no oh dude no it's really deep no it's not no it's not and and then years after they finish all the writers like yeah we didn't know what the hell we were doing we were just throwing like we were throwing crap at a a wall and just seeing what stick taking bets uh rolling doobies like they had zero plan the whole time. And I thought it was obvious and I hated the show for it, but look at how popular it was. People don't need it. People don't need it. But the fact of the matter is those people will still like it. If you put the effort in for the people who do need it, but the people who do need it won't like it. If you don't put the effort in. And that's where I say with a blockbuster film and a beloved franchise, get off your asses and put the love in. Yeah. And if you don't know how to put the love in, Right. You aim for the middle. That's what I was told. Never mind. Again, that's the biggest disappointment <laughs> for me with Ryan Johnson what? is I thought he was more of a fan than he ended up being. I don't think any directors in Hollywood are Star Wars fans. I don't either. I don't George care what Lucas they say. Is. He's not I a director. Know. Maybe maybe <laughs> Gareth not in Hollywood. Maybe Gareth Edwards, man. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some You yeah. see him on dude, even though that yeah, movie right. was at, at the at the eleventh hour is taken from him in all in all <laughs> By all accounts, yeah, that guy. When you, when you, even to this day, if they get him and they interview him, he's got the hugest smile on his face, You're and right. he's just, You're absolutely I love right. that I was part of this. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that they're not there. I just don't think they have the spotlight on them, and they keep checking the spotlight. And they, I wish they wouldn't. They need to check. They need to check the spotlights that are turned off, but the bulb's still warm because it was glowing for 15 years. <laughs> That's what they need to do. Instead, they're looking for the new light that got turned yeah, on, and they need to cut that crap out. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, real quick, we're gonna do one more here. Some uh, some set photos from the Han Solo flick have been leaked. TMZ is reporting, and they got a oh set photos. Oh, are yeah, they naked? We're, we're ending with photos, not beginning. Naked? We are ending with photos. Solo, why not? Yep, man? they're all the naked. new one. They're all nude. <laughs> the uh, the photos are showing. There is an older photo that we've seen before of. Uh, uh, Aaron Aldenreich <laughs> dressed up as Han Solo and some new garb. We've seen this one before, but there are some new ones on there that we have not seen. And they include some uh, what look to be like some roadsters or what, you know, that are going to be roadsters. part of the flick. That looks like uh, speeders of some sport, some sort. Swoop racing confirmed. Yeah, man, something. No. I don't know. But uh, these are interesting looking and it looks like, uh, I don't know. This is What kinda- would you do if there was a swoop race? What would you do? Because <laughs> Lucas already stole Han's swoop racing right. backstory for Anakin in Phantom Menace. Right. He stole it with pod racing. Right. What would you do if you actually 
drove a swoop. I'll tell you what, when I saw these set photos, that's what I thought of. Actually, I thought of- um, The well, chocolate sickle? And not the chocolate sickle. <laughs> the sideways one. These aren't really swoops. They're they're speeders. Yeah, I know. And, yeah, uh, speeders. So, you know, I don't know. It'd be interesting if they have some kind of dragster race or something. But it kind of almost reminded me of, uh, oh, what's Lucas's first film, his first hit? THS. Yeah, no, American no, not, Graffiti. Yeah, American Graffiti. So I'm wondering if there's a little bit of that inspiration in this. There should so. be because all of Han's, Han had a huge backstory in racing before. Yeah, right. And and how great that would that would be well, one of that would be one of the first big nods to the fans uh, that was not oh, yeah, inspired awesome. by Filoni. Oh, and, and the <laughs> uh, the the Leia book that came out, he went back to racing. Oh, he did. Yes. Nice. So yeah. that's canon. He was racing in the comics, too, Welcome in space. Though. You guys don't tell me this stuff. If you don't tell me, it didn't happen. <laughs> well, we talked about it during the review, but you probably fell asleep all well, I was yeah, enjoying a Werther's original, thank you. <laughs> but there's some very interesting vehicles in this. If you guys haven't had a chance to look at these, you should. Yeah, um, most of them are fire suppression units. For for <laughs> for <laughs> the TIE fighters. Listeners of the show, please go to betterkind.com, click on the show notes for the episode, and you, too, can... Take a look at these photos, and uh, yeah, interesting stuff, man. I mean, costume wise, <laughs> and <laughs> these these roadsters are actually pretty cool. I'm actually looking forward to seeing them on screen. So should be pretty interesting. Yes, sir. So uh, while you're in the neighborhood, why don't you swing over Twitter at FlyCasual1138 and give us a follow and take part in all the news and the reviews and or I don't know what the hell do we put on Twitter memes. There's stuff, memes, stuff and things, Finny, pithy comments in response to news articles posted by other entities. It's great. You would definitely want to be a part and give us a, send us any questions or wonderful. anything like that. It is. It is truly wonderful. Truly wonderful. Uh, and then run over to Facebook, facebook.com slash fly casual podcast. Give us a follow there. While you're uh, while you're out on the internet, run out to wherever you get the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher. I don't care. Give us a positive review. Help us reach more listeners Oops. just like you. Well, does anybody else need to smack into their head their microphone? Mike, you're the only one who hasn't, other than me. Here, here, Mike, let's do a little orchestra. Ready? Oh, there oh. you go. Yeah. Yep. Wait. Ooh, ready for this? Ooh, yeah. Perfect. Scrapey. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> Peeking out the right way. That's when your that's when your your pop screen brushes against your mic. They have hard pop screens. Not I do. Soft pop screens. I have a hard pop screen. <laughs> kind of like a Funko Pop. That's what your mom likes. My pop screen hard. Ooh. Ooh, well, haven't said that. I'm Corey. <laughs> Over there's Mike. Nighty night. Over there's Howie. I agree with things. I don't believe it. And I'm tired of you arguing about it. And over there is Garrick. Of all the uh of all my travels and all I've encountered, Akbar was the most human. Wow. Human. Really, good, good I expected riddance. more out of that. I'm good not going to lie. On <laughs> I forgot. I, I'm kind of tired and I forgot how the quote went. But you got it. <laughs> I got it. I was there with you. In the meantime, my brain has turned to jelly. Everybody's so tired. There's no comments. They're just staring downward. Jelly. Jelly. It's good. On toast. <laughs> <laughs>